Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the (laughs) person. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas! Oh my God! I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. One, two. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show Christmas special on a Friday evening. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Not just to you, but to everyone in the audience. Turns out, though, a stocking full of coal might actually have been a, a welcome gift. Maybe that's what you should hope for come Sunday. At least if yeah. it was an alternative to what we actually get, which is another multi-trillion dollar federal spending bin, uh, binge passed by the House. I, did Biden sign it yet? If not, it, he's going to sign it imminently. It's uh, a go. That, yeah. That's so. There's no going back now. Uh, if you're concerned about the devaluation of the dwindling, dwindling dollars that you might still be hanging on to, uh, too bad. The priority is Ukraine. And that is according to the supposed opposition party leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. So we'll enjoy the spectacle of another pile of waste just before the holiday. Plus, speaking of Ukraine, Zelensky gives a state of Ukraine speech. To Congress just in time for his $40 billion payout in the new spending bill. Merry Christmas to him as well. Merry Christmas to Sam Bankman Freed, who has now been extradited to the U.S. from the Bahamas and released on $250 million bail back to his parents' home. Which is in, not what you think it is. In California. Why is it not what I think it is? We'll talk about it later. Not you specifically, but you know, you, he didn't have to put any money down. They put down some property as collateral or something. Mm. But they paid actually nothing to get them out. They paid zero. Oh, even better. Well, Merry Christmas all around. Uh, Merry Christmas to the January 6th committee who uh, have now convinced themselves they can legally stop Trump from running for president or any federal office again. And uh, we'll get to all of that. All of the Christmas festivities plus uh, hoax hate double feature. And tonight's movie review is appropriately Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. So stick around. It's re- the movie gives me some nostalgia to want to visit New York in the past. I know it had crime. It's not like it was always wonderful, but there's something about that presentation of New York that just looks so 
Oh, it's great. It's a great city. It, it's so appealing. And I know if I go there now, it's not going to look like that. At, <laughs> the the Twin Towers scenes are a little bit awkward for starters. Like, <laughs> ooh, I'm glad you got that in, Kevin, because <laughs> you, you were on the clock there. But you just, uh, it, it just seems like it, it's a it's a relic of a bygone era. And it makes me want to see that city as it existed then. Anyway, we'll go through all that and we'll catch up with your uh, super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Of course, we also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance-free, a portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but... When you subscribe, Hero will send their soap to your door each month so you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from our Sorry, I fucked that up. I said .com. Oh, I thought... Why would I do that? I thought you just had commentary on the promo code or something. No, I didn't. Well, uh, now I think Hero Soap has reduced their offer. Now it's 5% off at Hero Soap. (laughs) uh, Promo code MC listener, 10% off. As always, you can find everything you need from uh, our friends at Hero Soap, plus other great offers from uh, the rest of our our, uh, friendly listener-owned businesses, including Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Snore and Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners. For listeners. There we go. Nailed it. Together, we can read one blurb <laughs> of information. A reminder on the holiday show schedule here. Obviously, we're live tonight, Friday, the 23rd, because we're not doing a Sunday show, Christmas, the 25th. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Have a good time with your family. We will not do a call-in show on Wednesday, the 28th, either. The, the stream schedule returns to normal on Sunday, Uh, January 1st. So we will ring in the new year with you that Sunday evening, nine Eastern. We'll get back to the call in show Wednesday, January 4th. Other production note, uh, as always, the duct tape continues on zoom has done something of a disastrous update and audio quality has suffered that has impacted only my audio quality. This is not something on my end. We actually tested every facet of my microphone today to see if we needed to replace a part and then we isolated the problem. It was a Zoom update that is causing a little bit of background noise um, to get in through my mic. Uh, there is nothing we can do about it right for now. now. I'm yelling at yeah. the people and shaking my fist at Zoom for the time being. It, it won't be quite the same as it was before, but it should be listenable. And uh, rest assured, I'm ruining their Christmas over the problem in the meantime. 
those they did have a timely been. response to you though yeah well i'm a paying customer that's true <laughs> so i'm not just some guy they owe me a response <laughs> you can't do this to us zoom yeah otherwise we'll be shopping for another uh video chat client but yeah we'll save that for another day anyway uh let's get into the news and specifically the christmas spirit and the holiday season Joe Biden did that. Was this last night or it was during the week? He gave his Christmas address. The theme, of course, what else was unity. He began talking about the the reason for the season. But instead of referencing Jesus Christ by name, he called him a child born on Christmas that Christians believe is the son of God. And we look to the sky to a lone star shining brighter than all the rest guiding us to the birth of a child, a child Christians believe to be the Son of God. Miraculously now, here among us on earth, bringing hope, love, and peace, and joy to the world. Mary, child that Christians believe to be the Son of God, miss. Yeah, really. (laughs) He's Catholic. Uh, Yeah, big air quotes on that one, you're right. Biden also complained that we've become too divided that our politics have become angry and mean that we don't have to, uh, or that we no longer view each other as neighbors anymore, but as enemies, which is of course, rich coming from the guy who has spent the last year labeling his political opponents as enemies of the Republic itself, or as he prefers our democracy enemies of our democracy. But you tell me, uh, that that's certainly I don't think this was a great performance even by Biden standards, but I don't think it was as bad as the Canadian alternative. Yeah. This is uh, Dr. Teresa Tam, who's the chief public health officer of Canada. I guess it, uh, Leanna Wen is not a U.S. official, but I don't. This is Canada's Leanna Wen, the saw lady who always is on mm-hmm. CNN telling you to wear a mask and get your vaccines. <laughs> this is kind of the Canadian version of her, except for this lady has real power as far as I gather. But Dr. Tam posted a propaganda video of her calling Mrs. Claus at the North Pole to tell children to be good little boys and girls by making sure that everyone is vaccinated. Well, kids, I'm just doing my yearly call to the North Pole for Santa's holiday health check. (laughs) Why, hello, Dr. Tam. Mrs. Claus, so good to see you again. Where did Santa go? Oh, Santa was late for snow yoga with the elves and reindeer. Sounds fun. Are you all set for the holiday season? Of course. I, I must say, Dr. Tam, it just warms my heart to see everyone in Canada, especially kids, working so hard to keep the holidays safe and cheerful for all. Thankfully, Santa and I are feeling as healthy as ever. We are both up to date with our vaccinations, including COVID boosters and flu shots. <gasps> wow, face the wall. <laughs> my god these people uh please i'll get your covid vaccine what the hell is her accent anyway That's the i don't thing know about these, a tam is she they have like all the accents shoved together at once she's uh, one of those people yeah what is she it sounds like chinese and australian but she's canadian dr tam is she um like filipino live chat let us know i have no idea i couldn't tell you tam sounds chinese wait is it teresa tam yeah Chinese. Yeah. I uh, yeah. 
if I have to make a choice, if it's uh, be a good little boy or girl and encourage vaccinations and even get the vaccine or get a stocking full of coal, I'm definitely picking coal in that arrangement coal. as well. Oh, yeah. The, the that'll, coal, that'll just go right through you. Yeah. The coal has some some value, you know, unlike uh, the last of our remaining dollars. The coal has some you can burn that for energy. Yeah. So I'm taking coal all the way. OK, You'll, born in British Hong Kong, grew up in the UK, hmm. but she's been there since 1989. What's with this accent? Yeah, I don't know. I it's the weirdest sounding accent. I can't I can't make sense of it. But uh the tweet was properly ratioed, just uh in case you were wondering. I'm looking at it right now and uh what what's the it's got like seventeen hundred likes to twelve thousand, almost thirteen thousand replies. So that's mm, very oof. good. Uh you had some thoughts you wanted to offer in closing. At least I anticipate this is probably the last time we'll talk about this. But you wanted to circle back on the story of Grant Wall and the aortic aneurysm in Qatar. Boy, I've been dreading this all week. I'm glad you have an alternative take. I want to believe your take, but I don't. Now, I wanted to tell the audience that I no longer think that Grant Wall's death is funny. <laughs> wow. I would like to For circle back have on cut, that. How the tables have turned. Yes, I, I actually felt compelled to issue a retraction about this because we have family friends the entire family diagnosed with Marfan's disease um, later in life. They were always very tall, spindly, but um, it's not an easy disease to nail down. Like I can see how this was missed throughout his entire life. He's not that weird looking, Grant Wall, not that weird looking. Now, the type of um, aneurysm that he had, this aortic aneurysm, my friend's mother with Marfan's disease actually had this. She had a 15% chance of surviving. I don't know how she lived, but she did. Um, she's dead now from a different heart condition, but related to the Marfan's disease. So the doctors surrounding Wall, they were like, I think this guy has Marfan's disease. He had multiple of the facial characteristics, um, several of the hand characteristics. Uh, and he was very, very tall, had a long like arm to body ratio. And so I think he actually had Marfan's disease, that this aneurysm was related to Marfan's and that it had nothing to do with the vaccine. Are you willing to go to on record? And I know we'll never have. Uh, we'll never have answers. We'll, about we'll this, never but... be able to settle this bet. But if you could have a counterfactual in which he was never proudly vaccinated, do you believe he would, in fact, be dead today? I do. Hmm. I do. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's anecdotally because I know this family where the exact same thing happened. But um, Marfan's disease, it escapes notice of doctors like their, their family doctors, their entire lives had no idea until this woman had the exact same aneurysm. And then the whole family got tested. They all had it. I award the fake news on your own behalf. But as you mentioned, you are fake news. I'm not I'm not convinced. And again, this is not to I'm not making claims of fact here. And consult your favorite physician about Marfan syndrome or whatever this is called. Obviously, I'm not an expert in that. But given the development of this story, it reeks of family backfilling to me. And what I mean is we don't know what happened, but it can't be that. So we have to fill in some other explanation for what happened. So it must be this. They first said no conditions whatsoever for this perfectly healthy man. Now he had some sort of serious condition that has physically visible manifestations that maybe aren't completely obvious to all of us as laymen, but his, his wife is a doctor. And if these doctors are aware of these visible characteristics or symptoms, nobody ever picked up is, 
yeah, the but she's a retard. Gather, the other thing I gather, you just said that in, in the case of your family friend, that the whole family has it. Four or five, because it's it's uh, inherited. So all the children got it. And there's no mention of that in this case, that the brother has it or that anyone else Yo, in his family has it. I hope you're it. right. And I do want to be clear. I still think that the vaccine causes blood clotting and myocarditis. <laughs> all of them but Grant Wall. <laughs> uh, but, but I don't. Yeah. This wasn't a blood clotting yeah, yeah. issue, though. Uh, no, it's, it's related to circulatory issues, obviously, but it who is knows? I mean, different. we're never going to know if it's related though. The only other things I have to say is, so, uh, is, um, this retroactive diagnosis or partial diagnosis, as far as I gather, was not even part of his autopsy. First of all, his wife did not mention it at all in her TV interview. Second, uh, secondly, as the New York Times reports, doctors are now exploring whether Mr. Wall had Marfan syndrome. So. After the fact theory, the other person who was pushing this aggressively was his brother on Twitter who did what? Falsely accused the Qataris, at least implicitly, of foul play. Doesn't mean he's for sure wrong. I'm just saying this is a guy grasping at a lot of straws. Yeah, yeah. I have to consider the possibility that this is another straw grasped, uh, grasped rather. I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. So that so, I once again can think this is funny. I hope we never talk about this case again. I'm just going to leave it at that. But given that there were elements of the story that were not mentioned last week, I I welcome the opportunity to include those relevant claims. I hesitate to use the word facts because I'm not even convinced they're factual. Doctors are now exploring whether he had it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was important enough. No, I I should issue some sort of retraction, which I don't think I have literally ever done. <laughs> it was a first for everything. All right. Um, how do I, how do I transition here? There's also a first for a hugely attended Brittany Griner event. You can't make a transition joke about Brittany Griner. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, I could have done better than that, but there is a very good chance that whatever Christmas party you have, uh, you may have attended already or whatever gathering you may be going to over the weekend is larger than the official homecoming for Brittany Griner in Texas, there's a very good chance that you may spend Christmas morning itself with more people than attended Brittany Griner's official homecoming event. The Griner homecoming party was held at a church in Waco, Texas this week. That is the home of Griner's uh, alma mater, Baylor University. A total of, I should have prepped a, a drum roll, I don't have it, 20 people showed up. More were supposed to attend, according to this reporting, but dang it, they got RSV and flu and COVID all at the same time. That might be a little editorializing by me, but they did say that they were sick. The reports say more were expected, but many people could not attend due to illness. ESPNW, as in ESPN for Women's Sports, published a long article criticizing the Waco community for not turning out to support Brittany and the event. And just in case you're curious, yes, Griner intends to return to the WNBA and play for the Phoenix Mercury when the league resumes in May. So get ready. No one cares about that. I'm starting to cuck on Brittany Griner, too. Something is wrong with me. What, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I'm like, did my parents got in my head about, about her like living a sad life and stuff because of the way she looks. And it's starting to make me feel like really bad about making fun of her. Something is happening to me. <laughs> Listen, if too much emotion gets in there, we're going to have to cancel the show. So everybody better start like calling me a pussy or something. You sound like a hysterical bleeping snowflake lesbo bleep. Okay. 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 Make fun of the Wii Spa tranny. Find it in your heart. This is 
Oh, I can find it in my heart for, right. for this dude. Okay. So everybody forgot about the Wee Spa tranny incident because when the left wants to sweep something under the rug, they just don't address it. And then it works. We all forgot about it. Um, but for those of you that don't remember, this uh, dude who's like, I'm a lady, even though he has a dick and balls, um, decided to whip it out in front of some kids and some ladies at Wee Spa like a year and a half ago. Um, and then some crazy black chick who used her powers for good videotaped it and harassed the people that working at Wee Spa. And they were like, oh, he has a gender transition. We can't uh, kick him out or whatever. And she was going crazy. So we watched that video like a year and a half ago. Then uh, LA police kind of just like didn't really reveal they were doing an investigation, even though riots were happening. Um, and what they people discovered over this, uh, people were so pissed. I guess I do remember, remember some, uh, this was some like, like protesters Antifa versus v. Antifa. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, so that happened. And uh, during all of this, uh, LAPD felt like they had to investigate, but they did not release uh, the investigation where they discovered this 53 year old man, Darren Aggie Marriger. Um, he had been charged with with previous indecent exposure incidents. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, and also an extensive criminal history list. Three burglaries, this is over two decades. Two convictions for indecent exposure, 2002, 2003. A third exposure, this was um, uh, in West Hollywood, um, that he's still contesting. Failure to register as a sex offender. This is all before we spoke. Unlawful carrying of a switchblade, three trespassing convictions, two guilty verdicts of loitering with intent to commit a crime, resisting arrest, reckless driving, driving without a license unlawful taking of another person's vehicle without permission i don't know how that's not just like auto theft or whatever but fine it must be california terminology and giving false identification to a police officer can you believe that well, yeah, <laughs> by which he probably his... just used his regular id that called him a man yes yeah. um so this i think the most pertinent one was this unearthed warrant for another locker room incident in december 2018 also involving women and children and a women, women's changing uh, area at a swimming pool in West Hollywood hmm. where he just like whips out his, it was exactly like the Wee Spa thing. Anyway, so he's been on the run. Um, and last Tuesday, he was finally booked by LA police for the spa and the pool incidents. The he was found incident. in LA. He didn't, did he go elsewhere or? Yeah, he's been, he's been all around. Yeah. Okay. He's just been evading arrest. And, and for some reason unknown to me, they, they, they booked him on Tuesday. Bail set $350,000. He remains incarcerated. Well, he's got time to do an interview exclusively with LA Magazine. I know. Do you remember when Slate call, called this a transphobic hoax? Uh, sounds familiar. Are, hoax. Did, did they? Did they? Did they? Well, I guess in fairness, we've called a few things. Eh, maybe like one or two or three hoaxes that turned out not to be, but... Uh, yeah, this, this, yeah, this is pretty bad. If they didn't come around to correct the record on this one, that's pretty bad. I don't know when he had time to do this. Some um, LA magazine interview. Uh, okay. So they asked, you must have seen the protest at wheat spot that we spot that you sparked. What was your reaction to them? He said, that was the craziest thing. I was caught off guard. I live my own personal private life. I try to stay aware of the community, but I'm very much a person that doesn't belong to any type of organization. It's like they told him what to say. Um, yeah, that does sound then, weird and scripted. Wait, was this interview written or was it uh, by it voice? It was written. Oh, so, written. okay, that, that makes it a little more sense then. Um, 
Okay. And then they asked him why he did um, this, this Wii spot incident uh, or why he turned himself in. And, and uh, he said, I guess I realized that maybe I'm very important to the world because look how important this really is. This is an injustice. I'm the victim here. Okay, so, so he, I turned guess him, he turned himself into police. That's what happened? For one of the incidents. I don't think it was the Wii Spot incident. Oh, okay. So he said he, that he came forward and he gave his name to LAPD, but that's not exactly what happened. Um, the reason he fled was that his bail was too high. And so he was calling himself a kidnapping victim, and that's why he fled. Because he's like, I would never get out because my bail was too high. They were just going to kidnap me. Ah, okay. Um. Then they start talking about his sexual orientation and they said, uh, and you sleep with women. You're a female who has heterosexual <laughs> sex with females. And he says, I have heterosexual sex because my penis fits in a vagina. <laughs> I don't tell women I'm with that. I'm transgender because that's not my sex. I don't tell women until I put it in. That's what he's that saying. I'm transgender. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Got yeah. it. No, he says he never tells them. He's a, he's a good man. Like, that. well, I assume at that point they can, um, they can understand what's going on unless they think he has a very convincing uh, prosthetic. Um, but you are a convicted sex offender, aren't you? Weren't you once caught without pants masturbating while peering into the window of an 85 year old woman? And he said, so what happened was this elderly man got up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and his bathroom overlooks another yard and he saw me masturbating. <laughs> Even if it was masturbation, I don't have a problem with that because that's not illegal. It's only illegal if you're masturbating in someone's face like George Michael. <laughs> so I guess what it's I, okay, so the law. Oh, fuck you. I know. Right. So I guess he was like jacking off looking into the window of this 85 year old woman. What he's saying is that like her husband got out of bed and saw him just randomly jerking off in someone's yard. Yeah. On, he wasn't targeting anyone, targeting anyone. He was just uh, in a backyard somewhere in an alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know what happened. I don't know if he, he actually turned himself in or something like that, or if he was apprehended on another charge. But somehow he's in custody right now. He's probably going to weasel his way out of this. But he's clearly a serial sex offender. Uh, yeah, he's got quite a record at this point. Um, wow. Face the wall. Why is he taking so much police resource? <laughs> uh, well, uh, due process first, wall second. But it seems like he's had... But look at all the crimes he's been convicted looks, of he's a serial like he's sex a, offender a pretty good run of due process up to this point i will grant that. i will grant that yeah. and like i'm not trying to 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 launch some defense of pedophiles here but there is something particularly nefarious about a sex offender that will just like sexually offend anybody anybody like you can't even target his behavior because he's whipping his dick out in front of kids he's jacking off to 85 year old women it's like what is your mo here <laughs> He's heterosexual. That's the only thing I can nail down. It sounds. Yeah. Well, as heterosexual as a transgender person can be, but is this the sort of case? This is often the case of like someone who just claims to be trans for the sole purpose of sexual predation is dismissed. And and even in the case of Loudoun County, there was some complexity there. At least people debating whether that, that teenager allegedly identified as female or not i'm not saying complexity in the moral rightness or wrongness just the facts were disputed as far as yeah. the transgender identity that's all if there is such a thing as the person who claims to be trans solely for the purpose of sexual predation this is the one 
For sure. Of course, that's what he's doing. I mean, he's he's openly talking about how he exclusively has heterosexual sex. That means he's attracted to women. He still has a penis. He's never done any hormone therapy. He just says, I am a woman. That's all he's done. Change his driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's just going around um, exposing himself to children, to young girls and women in their locker room. Wasn't the original accusation that he was just hanging out like in a hot tub, swinging it around, just sitting on the side or something? Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was crazy. Or uh, or maybe I, I remember we had the interview, too. There was someone in the audience um, who claims to have, but maybe it wasn't with this exact guy, but basically the exact same experience at Wee Spa as well. So that was, what, about a year ago when we talked to that person. What are we going to so, do with these people? Uh, well, I don't know. You're going to brush up on your uh, on your pronouns or the titles with which you address, uh, address them, rather, is what you're going to do. You hear about this. The Marine Corps is oh, yeah. over. Uh, in other tranny news, the Marine Corps is reportedly considering dropping the term sir and ma'am for use when addressing a superior or, in this case, drill instructors. This over gender neutrality concerns. There was a, a study by the University of, of Pittsburgh that the Corps commissioned and it's recently completed. It was commissioned in 2020. It recommends this move because the Marine Corps lags behind the other branches of the military in training men and women closely together. I did not know this. The Army, Navy, and Coast Guard have all moved to effectively de-emphasize gender in their integrated environments, the report says. Instead of saying sir or ma'am, recruits in these branches refer to their drill instructors by their rank and last name. God, I bet the Chinese love this. This is only part of uh, this is only part of the report's recommendation at this point. It's not yet clear if the Marine Corps will adopt the policy, says Marine Corps Training and Education Command Chief, uh, Chief of Staff, rather, Colonel Howard Hall, quote, it's not something we would change overnight. We've got a history of sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am. If we change something at that root level, how do we make the corresponding change at the fleet marine force so it's not ours to implement alone still hall does confirm the recommendation is under active consideration as he said at a meeting this month of the defense advisory committee on women in the services sounds like another thing we could possibly think about cutting for budgetary reasons uh didn't know that was not a serious country this is just ridiculous well here's uh the flimsiest of silver linings i'm really reaching here but at least something is finally over other military news somewhat quietly the military vaccine mandate is indeed dead we mentioned previously that a piece of uh well a piece of the newly passed uh defense budget or the uh, defense authorization legislation uh, that that the 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 uh, rescinding the vaccine ma- mandate was part of that legislation, but it was unclear about what Biden would do with it. He hadn't committed to signing it or not. Well, this week, uh, in fact, today, I think he did indeed sign the bill. So I believe as a as a practical matter, this is going to end the ongoing litigation in several branches since the point is now moot. Uh, you don't have to get the vaccine uh, in any branch of the military anymore as a matter of law. According to yeah, this, I, I reject that this is even a positive development, though, because that the re, the reason that they're doing this now is that it's no longer useful because enough people have done it, have already gotten the vaccine. It is like ninety nine percent complied too. Uh, according to this Daily Caller reporting, the Army, Air Force, Navy, and Marine Corps have discharged at least eighty four hundred active duty 
and reserve troops for refusing to take the vaccine. The bill, of course, does nothing for them, for the people who were discharged over their refusal. Just a big oopsie, sorry, oh well, moving on. And this uh, is tragic. Speaking of uh, getting it about COVID way too late, the Washington Post published a stunning revelation this week. It turns out that even tiny amounts of exercise, if done regularly, significantly protect against fatal COVID. The story reads in part, quote, the study that it's referencing found that exercise in almost any amount reduced people's risks for a severe coronavirus infection. Even people who worked out for as little as 11 minutes a week. Yes, a week. What? Experienced lower risks of hospitalization or death from COVID than those who moved about less. In other words, if you went for a walk once a week, the likelihood... Around the block. Yes, a short walk once a week your likelihood of getting a severe COVID case or dying from COVID dropped significantly. So hey, it's great that we closed down all the gyms and parks and made sure people were more restricted in their movement, locked them down in their homes so they could gain weight and eat crappy food and all the other things we encouraged. Uh, no word on the study. I, I don't being active is beneficial. I don't know if you wear a mask while doing your ab workout, like the woman in this story, I'm not sure if that's beneficial for, for, uh, coronavirus um, uh, severity. But um, but yeah, it, it, in other words, being overweight and inactive greatly increases your risk for just about everything beyond coronavirus. Um, every disease that we know of, every condition that we know of. But our strategy from the start, of course, never considered that. Instead, the answer was like, uh, like always, take another pharmaceutical concoction and enrich Pfizer would be good to think about that uh, critically. Think, but not that horse tranquilizer. Don't take that. Uh, well, you're talking about ivermectin? Can That's not the that tranquilizer. Now? The tranquilizer is the stuff. That's no, like is the, it, weren't they saying it was a horse tranquilizer? Dewormer. Dewormer. Oh, right. Well, I'm talking you're thinking about of the ketamine. Stuff that Michael Jackson don't take ketamine. <laughs> yeah, or maybe George Floyd. I don't know. Something like that. Lots of drugs out there. Well, uh, don't worry, we're not going to rip on Elon Musk for another hour. But um, last Sunday, the, the news was breaking that he put out this Twitter poll that he was considering stepping down as the CEO of Twitter, not getting rid of his ownership of the company, obviously, but just appointing someone new to run the company on a day to day basis. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like he's he plans to do that, although who and when is totally unclear as far as I understand. Yeah, but this is probably his plan all along, right? I, he had to know that people were going to vote him out. I don't think he wants this job. What he wants and what he said he's going to do is that he's going to run the software and servers team at Twitter. So he's still basically going to be, he's going to have all the power, right? I guess he's I am surprised. He's going to get some that, front man to take all the blows. Yeah, I suppose it is surprising move. that he wants a role even that active because, of course, his the way he's built what he has is is engineering of a totally different sort. He's not engineering mm -hmm. websites. He's engineering rockets and he's engineering cars and things like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that this is what he always wanted, though. Anyway, se supposedly 17 million users voted and almost 58 percent said he should resign. And so he addressed this and he said um, he will resign as soon as he finds someone foolish enough to take the job. Well, so. who will that fool be? Everybody on Twitter is like, pick me, pick me. 
And Elon has nodded to a couple of them. Maybe. Maybe your favorite yeah. internet celebrity will be the next CEO of Twitter. People are saying Mr. Beast. I wasn't going to name names, but I did see that interaction. And uh, I've met, we've mentioned it before, but I knew Mr. Beast, at least I we were acquaintances before he was Mr. Beast. So of all the proud Twitter follows that I'm I'm proud to have, Mr. Beast is Mr. one of them. Beast. And I'm yeah. not saying I have any influence with Mr. Beast. I don't. But if he becomes CEO of Twitter, I'm going to I'm going to Can you get gonna, me on band? I'm going to send a, a message or two and say, "Listen, man. Remember that time I Remember that time you were trying to make it on YouTube like 7 years ago and I said I think this kid's onto something? Well, you owe me a favor, so yeah, so allow me to control the levers for just, I mean, I, that's a start. Okay. There's a million things I, I would really have to toe the line between. Okay. Actually, if you can get one favor, that is clearly the favor. You owe it to me. That's the favor. That's what I, you got to do. I can't do. even post a picture on YouTube, man. When I post the artwork for this show to promote it, they call it sensitive material. Are you telling me? That instead of getting me unbanned, you'd be like, oh, make sure that I can uh, post sensitive material on my Remove on my all the Twitter. bullshit on my account is a fair ask. Come on. <laughs> I'm your buddy. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't do. Okay. I'm ne I, I've never done you a favor. Is that the implication? No, no, right. no, no, no. But, you, but this would be great. Well, this we'll see. We're, we're like I did get an email from someone that's like, I know I, I've got a way in. I'm going to help you get unbanned. Well, we'll see. We're about five mm -hmm. or six steps ahead at least here. So. This is all completely speculative. Anyway, um, let's get into what is reality and not speculation. That is your Christmas gift. Merry Christmas. Um, it, the gift is so bad, you'd again, you'd much prefer a, a stocking stuffed with coal. If you had the option, uh, the coal has some lingering value. Your dwindling cash will not hold value much longer. We have yet another drunken federal spending binge uh, courtesy of congressional Democrats and the Republicans who pretend to oppose them, but don't. So it's yet another $1.7 trillion of nonsense just in the nick of time, not just for Christmas, but before a deadline tonight to avert a government shutdown. It funds the government for the next year, uh, plus a bunch of other unrelated crap as we are used to on an annual basis now, including Yes, electoral reform to prevent the next January 6th. So don't worry. Oh, no. I know we're coming up on the, the two-year anniversary and you're worried about a sequel. It's not going to happen because of this magnificent new federal law. The House passed it 225 to 201 earlier today with nine Republicans joining Democrats in support. Those, of course, include outgoing reps Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Who else? I didn't look at the other seven, but there are seven more House Republicans who voted in favor. It passed the Senate on Thursday after Mitch McConnell negotiated a deal with Chuck Schumer uh, in which 18 Senate Republicans voted in support of passing the bill. Biden says he will sign it as soon as it reaches his desk. I know they were up against a deadline tonight, so it's I haven't looked in the last hour, so he might have already signed it. If not, he's going to sign it imminently. Everything done, of course, as quickly as possible. So but nobody has time to read this 4,000 page bill that is indeed longer than the Bible. If you're curious, uh, as is now again, customary on an annual basis, even more insultingly though, uh, not only do they not read it, even if they wanted to read it, they don't have enough time to read it, but most of the house didn't even show up 
226 members from both parties voted by proxy for the bill. Good Lord. They said they could not be present because of the ongoing public health emergency. That, of course, being COVID still. Or maybe they have RSV in the flu. I don't know. Uh, Pelosi's policy on proxy votes was established in May 2020. And, of course, many members use it not for COVID, but because of stupid things like scheduling conflicts or because they just don't feel like showing up or because they wanted to go home early for Christmas so they can absolutely fleece you but still have a great time with their families and not have those things come in. Well, tell me what bullshit is in this. We probably don't no. even know the extent of it, do we? Oh, no, no. And uh, anybody who tells you they have combed through all 4,000 pages is uh, selling you a bill of goods. Nobody's done that, but there are some highlights on uh, some of the things that you can look forward to funding in the new year. Uh Nearly half a billion dollars for border security. That seems like a win until you realize it's in Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. You might think we could put some of that to use given the circumstances at our southern border. Did you say $500 million? $410 to be exact. Yeah. $200 million for something called the Gender Equity and Equality Action Fund. I tried to look this up to see what it even is because nobody knows what that is. But it's described as a fund that focuses on women's and girls' economic security. Here's your economic security. Get married and keep your husband's money instead of giving it to the government. There's your economic security. Yeah, really. Ladies. Trust me, it's a much better plan. You'll be much happier. It truly is, yeah. $65 million for Pacific Coastal Salmon Recovery. Your recovery... Will come after the salmon. Another That's a lot of money, million. but I'm kind of fine with that. You, you're a big salmon fan? I am. I really don't want that population of salmon to get depleted. Well, the... the, the the point that's raised on all of these, that's just, that's a drop in the bucket. Who cares? Right. We have a million <laughs> drops in the bucket and the bucket yeah. is gigantic. So uh, 4,000 pages of drops in the bucket. S- start removing drops and eventually yeah. we will get the bucket down to an appropriate size. But good news for the salmon, another $5 million to study the impact of culverts, roads, and bridges on salmon populations. So they're going to be That's set. just excessive. Well, now you've drawn the line. All right. Yeah. Uh, Seven and a half million dollars to study domestic radicalization. By study, they, of course, mean investigate and potentially unconstitutionally spy on. And by radicalization, they mean you. And you. (laughs) Enjoy enjoy that. Three point six million dollars for the Michelle Obama trail or a Michelle Obama trail. Now, this is the one that I support. Uh, It is scheduled to be renamed the Michael Robinson giant. What did I write? Michael Robinson giant swing a ding dong trail. That's I thought I was very clever when I wrote this earlier. As long as it's named that and has an official sign, I support it. Yeah, really. Three million dollars for an LGBTQ museum in New York. Three million dollars for bee friendly highways. I didn't know highways were unbee friendly, but I guess if the bees have to cross and traffic's heavy, it might they might end up splattered on Are all the windshields. Are there little bee crosswalks? Is that what they want? I don't know. I don't know what I have. I have no idea what that is about. Um, but again, you know, commonly, who cares? That's just that's a tiny little three million dollar thing in the context of one point seven trillion dollars. I agree. The problem is one point seven trillion dollars. Let's all come together and say and say, let's stop making these crap sandwiches of a million different irrelevant ingredients thrown together. Um, and and one point seven trillion dollars. 
is a massive amount of money in any context. But let's remember it's in the context of a 30 trillion dollar debt and climbing all of this uncontrolled printing and spending of money that will make your already inflated devalued dollar worth even less than it already is after the last year and a half or so of out of control inflation. This is not just stealing from your future in the form of debt that you're now saddled with. It's stealing from you now because your savings will be worth less as a consequence Uh once again. Well, who cares? It's the $3 million for bees or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's worth it because now your groceries cost more. Your gas costs more. It's not uniquely because of the bees or the salmon. Obviously it's because we've made this an annual this is a this is a holiday tradition now. This is a Christmas tradition. Right before Every the year, holiday, yeah. we all come together and everyone throws a whole bunch of bullshit into a giant, outrageously costly pile. And then everybody everybody goes, oh, I guess I have to vote for it. And they all shrug and go home and say, I hated that piece of shit, but I had no choice. Every single year. Wait, wait. Is a trillion a thousand billion? Yes. Oh, oh my God. All right. This is like a an incomprehensible amount of money. That's part of the problem too. It's, it's hard for us to even fathom what sort of numbers we're talking about because they're just outside the range of common comprehension in that way. This is $1,700 billion. Yes. And a billion is 1000 million. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is good chick math. This is like a gajillion dollars. It's, it it's is. an incomprehensible yeah. amount of money, money that doesn't even exist like within the confines of my mind, not just because I'm a dumb woman. <laughs> there are several pieces of non-financial, unrelated nonsense in the bill to note as well. I won't go through all of it, but it's just some things to be aware of. The electoral reform, potentially uh, inspired by the January 6th committee, which we'll get to later, uh, They've codified that the vice president cannot discount electoral votes as Trump wanted Mike Pence to do on January 6th. Can't do it. It's a violation of uh, of federal law, though, uh, federal law now. Although if you believe the president, uh, the vice president has that power under the Constitution, maybe there's an interesting legal matter that I'm not taking sides on that because that's an issue I don't fully understand. All I know is the people who think that the vice president does have that power infer that power from the constitution if that was in fact correct then a federal law wouldn't be able to trump that that's not me saying that that's the correct theory just that this would be an interesting conflict if that was the case they're also going to try to ban trump from running for office which also has its own constitutional problems we'll get to that later Uh, the bill also raises the the uh, threshold to object to counting the electoral votes from um one member of each chamber, which is what they had to have formerly, to one-fifth of each chamber's membership. That's going to be abandoned the next time Democrats lose the White House, or maybe that's the plan. They never lose the White House again, so nobody's allowed to question it anymore. Uh, and we'll get to we'll get to the, the parts about uh, Trump that uh, they're not necessarily part of this spending bill, but there are additional congressional efforts against uh, Trump coming out of the January 6th committee as well. Uh, No deal on title 42 was reached. Uh, One of the larger hangups during negotiation was the fate of this title 42. We mentioned it last week, uh, the border policy that allows for immediate expulsion of illegally crossing immigrants under public health law, as in to stop the spread of COVID. Yeah. Why would they care about that? 
well, this because we 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 just have like a, a border policy of kick the can down the road, even Title 42 itself. Now, I, I can say I. Yeah, if people cross the, the border illegally, I don't think we owe them this asylum hearing and release into this country with the expectation that they're going to come back for a court date that they never show up to. I don't have a problem with if you're caught crossing the border, you are expelled immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Title 42 was yet more made up extra legislative law effectively. Yeah. Everybody, you can like the policy of title 42. That is immediate expulsion while acknowledging that as a matter of law, this is just more health emergency made up, uh, made up policy that didn't actually pass its way through Congress as is properly prescribed. Right. It's not me saying I, it's not me making, taking a policy position. It's just, we should have these things set by Congress, not made up by bureaucrats. Title 42 was made up by bureaucrats, not the law itself, as in the public health statute, but the pol- the immigration policy referred to as Title 42 was made up bureaucratic nonsense. So Congress has been trying to come together to figure out how to handle the border properly mm-hmm. as a matter of law. They can't do that. The Supreme Court, we were wondering on Sunday, because Title 42 was set to expire on Wednesday, unless the Supreme Court intervened, they did. So now... The Supreme Court says they, the, the title 42 remains in place until the Supreme Court hears it. They say they want to do that very quickly. I've not seen information about when that's going to happen. So for the moment, title 42 remains in place. But of course, the Supreme Court could take that apart the second they hear it. Right. Yeah. Well, that left Senator Mike Lee to introduce an amendment for the spending bill. That that would have extended title 42 indefinitely and cut funding or, or, or rather if title 42 was not maintained Funding would have been cut for Homeland Security. So you must maintain Title 42. Otherwise, your funding gets cut. That was Mike Lee's amendment. That got rejected. Senators Kirsten Sinema and John Tester offered another amendment, which would have extended Title 42 until Congress can pass another border policy. So not indefinitely, but just as a Band-Aid until we get a law passed. Hmm. That was supposed to be appealing to moderate or swing state Democrats like Sinema and Tester so they could leave open the possibility of a border policy that is more appealing to Democrats while still telling their constituents in states like Arizona and Montana that, no, no, we do take the border seriously. <laughs> Look, we maintained title 42 for a little that didn't get uh... accepted either. So we end up right back where we were. We have total unclarity on title 42's legal standing. We have total unclarity on, on what the border policy even is. The Supreme court set to decide on, the legitimacy of title 42 being in place, but they just, they kick the can down the road and we, yeah, yeah. we don't have, we don't really have a policy. We have something temporary until the court says otherwise. But of course the one thing that they can all agree on though, or at least a critical mass of them is, um, is support for Ukraine. Ukraine. And uh, billions and billions of dollars more for Ukraine, in fact. Another $45 billion in assistance to Ukraine in this bill. That brings the total U.S. assistance to Ukraine to over $100 billion since February. For context, we spent $2.3 trillion on the entire Afghanistan war over 20 years, meaning that on average, we spent something in the neighborhood of $100 billion a year in Afghanistan, which was a war that we were actually fighting. We're spending a comparable amount of money in Ukraine, a war that we are not, strictly speaking, fighting. 
For more context, this is the the number I find to be the most shocking. The annual budget, at least for 2023, for the entire Russian military is $84 billion. So we have given more money and resources to Ukraine than the entire Russian military does uh, for the year. We are giving more to Ukraine than Russia spends itself. Yet somehow the narrative is Ukraine needs more and more to have a chance against the overwhelming Russians. Good Lord. There is a a provision in the spending bill too to seize assets from Russian oligarchs and give those assets straight to Ukraine. Um, yeah. So this is Lindsey Graham. <laughs> he says this amendment would allow the Department of Justice through the Secretary of State to transfer proceeds from seized oligarchs' assets or other sanctioned entities to the people of Ukraine. How would you even go about doing that? We'll talk about that in a second. It will be a godsend to the long-suffering people of the Ukraine. It will be a relief to the American taxpayer. It'll be a bad day for oligarchs. How would you even oh, do that? Oh, is that, is that the deal? <laughs> to whom is this going to be redistributed and by what means? It's just going to go to the American oligarchs. You write the check to the Ukrainian people and then you bring it yeah. over there. And I love the way this is framed. Great deal for the American taxpayer. Oh, you're going to have us, the taxpayer give less to Ukraine because it's offset by Russian oligarch seized assets. No, no, right. no. We still pay billions. Trust me, Lindsey Graham. It's not, we got a bunch of oligarch assets. So you guys are off the hook. No, we got a bunch of oligarch assets and we're also going to take tens of billions of dollars from you, the American taxpayer. This yes, was never either exactly. or this was both and. Both and what yeah. bullshit. Oh, it's just incredible. Um, I really don't understand how uh, this is working on on so many American people. Do they I, genuinely care about the about this far away, uh, this far away war of which we seemingly have no vested interest, although we clearly must well, have. you have to listen to Zelensky, which we'll get to in a minute, probably after the break. Uh, if you don't, if you don't cut billion dollar checks or multi billion dollar checks. Pootler is coming straight for you. And if not you, all your friends around the world. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you think this is, this is the part, this McConnell part. This is where it's like, yeah, there was a a huge part of me that thought the midterm election was such a significant black pill because I'm thinking, how could the opposition party lose the way that they did in this completely ahistoric fashion? If you can't win this election, you won't win any election. We are screwed. And then I look at cases like this and I'm thinking I was stupid for ever thinking there was an alternative in the first place, not just that Democrats might lose as history suggested they would, but that it would be any different mm-hmm. if you actually had significant control of yeah. either house. Mm-hmm. And exhibit A is Mitch McConnell himself, the leader of Senate Republicans. Maybe you went out and voted in November because you think inflation is out of control, which As far as the polling indicates, that's the case. Maybe your savings are dwindling. Maybe products are absent from the shelves from which you buy uh, the shelves you you purchase those goods on. If you have any savings left uh, anyway at all, or maybe you voted because of uh, outrageous gas prices, or maybe you voted because we have no southern border, as we've been talking about. Uh, Yeah, maybe you voted for any number of those reasons. Well, Mitch McConnell uh, does not listen to any of that. He doesn't listen to the reason that you vote. He doesn't listen to your responses that you might give to a pollster. Uh, 
He said during negotiations this week that none of those things are the Republican priority. In fact, the Republican priority is giving more money to Ukraine. Providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now. According to most Republicans, that's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. According to most Republicans that have been confronted with their blackmail or whatever they're (laughs) using to hold it over their head. The American people aren't thinking about this. They're thinking about rising gas prices. They're thinking about inflation. They're thinking about unemployment. They're thinking about the southern border. Like, I, I just have a hard time believing that the average American gives a fuck about this. Well, uh, it, it is really frustrating to see Americans be very clear in their priorities and have this guy laugh in their faces and tell us that, that no, no, you're all mistaken. The biggest priority is, in fact, feeding Zelensky and company. Um, and, and fair to ask, where is all this endless money going? When we compare the amount of money we're giving to Ukraine to the amount of money that Russia spends itself on its own military overall, not just its Ukrainian operations, where's the money going? Who's benefit, uh, benefiting if both parties can suddenly agree? Why? You have to ask about Mitch McConnell here as well. He doesn't have to make this deal. It's like, oh, no, we, we didn't meet the deadline for uh, the federal budget. And the government gets shut down for, what, a couple more weeks until who takes control in the House? Republicans. Mm-hmm. By doing this, he's saying he'd rather negotiate with Chuck Schumer and the rest of the Democrats than negotiate with incoming House Republicans. Right. right. Why? Yeah. He just loves Ukraine that much. Or is there something else that we all can't see? Why do they all love Ukraine so much? And why is it so expensive? Why do we need to give Ukraine more money than Russia spends itself on its own military? Is this a rhetorical question or do you really want to get into it? Just things that, that should be thought about. And, and I think I obviously I think a lot of people are, but they they treat us as though those points aren't even to be considered. Like there's no shadiness or there's nothing suspect about that at all. Of course. It is. And what I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about is um, just the cultural reasons that people hate Putin so much. Hmm. Uh, he's patriarchal. He supports the nuclear family. He's not a perfect man. I know that. Um, but he represents a grave threat to um, paused Western civilization, right? Well, I'm not a I, seriously speaking. I'm not a huge Putler fan. However, as we'll get to when we talk about Zelensky in a minute. I didn't know Putler was fighting the gay war. We joke about the gay war. Putler is really fighting the gay war. At least yeah, he now believes. I'm listening. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to join the Putler fan club, but. There are some interesting points that I read this week. Why? He's so sexy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll disagree on that, but I suppose I would be inclined to. Anyway, um, another last point. McConnell m- might be wrong, not just I, I think he's obviously wrong when he talks about American priorities, but I think he's wrong about the priorities of his own party, even the congressional membership of his own party, because it turns out that more than half of Republicans at least House Republicans didn't even attend Zelensky's speech before Congress on Wednesday night that we'll get to after the break. According to The Hill, only only 86 of 213 House Republicans were at the speech. So 
perhaps Mitch is wrong. I hope. I hope there's I hope there's just some skepticism here. It's like everybody acts acts like this is automatic and beyond question. And if you have any questions about it, you must be some sort of Putin stooge or something. We're watching our country be fleeced to one of the most corrupt countries in the region, at least. And uh, we're supposed to believe that all the money is going exactly where it's supposed to. And uh, we're fighting Russia. We're doing a great job. Well, of course it's not. But I I think that he, that Mitch McConnell is right in that he does have tremendous Republican support. And you know how the government operates. People don't actually care about Ukraine. They, they care about their pet project getting funded uh, and, and getting help from other Republicans. So they basically have all of this peer pressure to behave accordingly or or they'll be um, like socially isolated. They're going to be kicked out of the cool kids club and nobody's going to vote for their stupid project. Hmm. That's why everybody's following suit. I suppose. Well, that is a cool kids club you don't want to be cool and belong to. It's not that cool. The whole point is, whole point for these people was they got elected to go fight that stuff, that they got elected to reject that stuff. And then you get there and you do join the club. And, but that's uh, not why they got elected. Well, that's okay. why that's what people thought they were voting for, but that they don't show up and do that. Yeah, but why why would anybody think that that's what they're voting for at this late stage? Well, it, this is why even it, I, I do believe that not all candidates are created equal. There are some are better than others, but it's a question of least bad, not best, I suppose. What percentage um, of Congress but, do you think uh, went into their current position in order to affect change from their individual principled standpoint well they say that it's just a question of whether you believe them or not i mean but but But, realistically how many people you think it's like 10 percent? i don't know it depends on when you ask them when they launch their campaigns maybe they actually believe that but then they get there and they become part of that system and that's why i do think there's such an illusion in believing that you can vote for the right people to dismantle consolidated power in dc the power Mm -hmm. is too concentrated and yeah. any individual who goes there thinking I'm going to tear it apart and there are enough people who agree with me to get it done. No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to, they're not going to vote to dismantle their own power. Yeah. I hear you. Good luck. I hope to be proven wrong on that, but it won't be this. It won't be in this Congress. Maybe we'll have to wait till the next one. Um, we are due for a break and then we have to get to Zelensky's speech. And then we got Sam Bankman freed and hoax hate and some other things to get to before the end of the evening. My husband was so pissed off about this. I've seen him this mad a handful of times. And you know, it wasn't about what Zelensky said. It's that he wasn't wearing a suit. <laughs> a lot of people are mad about that. And then a lot of people say it's stupid to be mad about that. But I He's agree. He's a fucking sweatshirt. Well, oh, that's his, those are his military Battle fatigues. fatigues. <laughs> well, whatever. But I agree. It's and The point I've heard is like, well, who cares? He doesn't have to respect Biden. Nobody respects Biden. It's not about respecting Biden. It's about respecting the bag of cash that we, the people, give him. Yeah. I don't give a shit about respecting Biden, even if I want to make a case for respecting the office or the representation that he is or something like that. No, it's about respecting the American people. That's that's what the respect is about. And I agree that uh, showing up looking like a weird hobo, at least as far as his clothing choice. Now, the counterpoint that I will grant um, people say it doesn't matter what he wore. You people would have criticized. Yeah, he is fleecing our country. So you're right. I would have criticized him either way. That is also um, true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend that like, oh, man, I was Team Zelensky until he showed up in the stupid sweat sweatshirt or whatever he's wearing. But I, I agree as a second distant secondary point that it was I thought it was kind of a weird look and, and quasi disrespectful. But 
Who cares? As far as I'm concerned, he spits in our country's face every day. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, M-Dub. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Blonde, after you cameo on Vice, would you go on Nick DiPaolo for an interview? You two would be very, very entertaining in a chat. Merry Christmas and Godspeed. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm really wrestling with me wanting to like re-engage on my YouTube channel. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, if everybody else wants to do the legwork, I'll show up for that. Yeah. Need a secretary. <laughs> Thank you, M. Dumb. Nathan E. Here are a few shekels I have left after Christmas shopping and helping pay for new sweatpants for Time Magazine's Goblet of the Year. <laughs> Stay positive and dream of a white pill Christmas. May God bless you and your families. God bless you too, Nathan. Merry Christmas, Nathan. Thank you very much. Long gone, John. Been falling behind in my mountain blonde tax for the month. So here you go. Have a Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you so much. We really appreciate I it. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you, Long Dong. Um, Maybe that's what we should March. call the Michelle Obama trail. The Long Dong, the Michael Robinson Long Dong trail. That <laughs> like sounds <it>. better. <laughs> Eric Burns Marsh. Sorry, 20 out of 20. You're out of touch. But fortunately, the Mountain Blonde Show special edition is in touch. 2020? You're is that out the of touch? show or the, the year? show 2020? Well, as long as we're, we're in touch, just clearly not with this chat. But other than that, we we're very in touch. <laughs> that's true thank you Thanks, Eric. Dude. merry christmas robin d banks matt and i once made love it was not a silent night <sighs> okay as he slid down my chimney to peg my holiest of holies but he wore a santa hat while he stuffed my stockings so i don't get a present in nine months this is today i foul. feel uh, gay gay thank you Ugh. sid merry christmas you filthy animals I should You're have prepped like my, my Home review. Alone sounders. I forgot. You didn't? Well, I Holden made the, Mulray. I, I should, I, I, I have the intro, but I don't have like, uh, you know, Home Alone stuff ready to go on the soundboard. Uh, Holden Mulray and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. Is this, this about child the child? that Christians believe yeah. is the son of God. I've heard of him. Yeah, really. Thank uh, you. Boogeyman917. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. And a, and a sword will pierce through your soul, your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. That's Luke uh, 34 to 35. Thank you. Zach Thank you, Holden. Coggins. Uh, Merry Christmas, Matt and Blonde. My mink and I uh, are at my parents early to get ahead of potential snow dangers, and my wife is getting a free night to herself for family Christmas craziest. Um, Christmas craziness. Uh, yes, it is crazy cold, and there's at least two feet of snow outside. Yeah, it's. Uh, if you listen to the Wednesday stream, um, when I was driving into town on was it yesterday morning or Wednesday morning? One of the last two mornings, um, the reading on my car was minus forty on the way into town, air temp, and then it was minus thirty three when I parked. Are you serious? It's totally ridiculous. Like the most extreme cold I've ever experienced. I think so. I think here too, and it's with the wind chill. It's negative ten. Yeah, it's completely insane. So it's on the way out um, here, though. If it, and I know a huge portion of the country, if not the majority of the country, is affected by this cold snap. So how's Bash God doing? Speed, everybody. <laughs> Thankfully, we have like a. I don't you know. I don't have uh, have a big backyard, but I do have a fenced in backyard. So he has the luxury of just being let out, and I don't have to take him out on a leash or like walk him yeah. far. Yeah. But I do feel bad that he has to go out into what is about a foot and a half of snow in not just sub-zero, 
tens of degrees yeah. below zero weather to yeah. try to take a shit. Yeah. And uh, he still does it. So my dogs are loving this. They're sleeping outside. Don't want to come inside. What? Well, you have like hardy dogs. You have husky and a great Pyrenees. Yeah. Yeah. They're made for They that. just are so happy. French right bulldogs are not, but they're not <laughs> no, made for no, they're anything. Not. They're anti-evolution. They aren't. Yeah. Should not exist. W says Matt yeah. and I once made love. Sorry. I had to throw it out there for the holidays. Merry Christmas. All oh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Let's just That's do a, a few big more game, man. <laughs> uh, is the version of Home Alone you guys watch uh, include Trump in it or Macaulay approved version? You know, I don't <laughs> think mine uh, had Trump in it. Uh, mine did. And I did. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit because that, that is part of my review. Um, mine did have Trump in it. But you're right that Macaulay last year endorsed someone saying that they wanted Trump edited out and 40 year old Macaulay Culkin edited in. The part of the movie that Trump appears in is when uh, Kevin first arrives at the Plaza Hotel and he asks for directions and Trump right. points him in the right direction for all of five seconds. So if you were looking away, you could have missed it. It was on Amazon Prime. I do not mm. think it was in there. Maybe it was scrubbed. Wrong. I know it, it was scrubbed from CBC in Canada on their cable broadcast, but they said that that was an edit for time that happened before Trump was elected. Huh. Um, let's just do two more. Injured Guardian. T- uh, Tuesday, some scumbag set my store's public restroom on fire. Arson should be p- uh, punished by both mandatory double restitution and public corporal punishment or capital punishment if applicable. That's terrible. I hope it was a crazy person. Real arson. I'm so jaded by all the hoax arsons that I just assume arsons aren't even real. Yeah. What was their race? And we'll tell you if this actually happened or if you're lying to us. We have what I think is a hoax arson coming up later. Yeah. We'll get into it. I'm sorry to hear it. Of course, all the best for for you and your store. Um, When you say my store, obviously you can't answer, but I wonder, does that mean you work there? Is this like your, your business that you own or what are, what exactly are the circumstances? I hope here? the insurance is covering it. Obviously yeah. if someone legitimately attacked your store in that way, I hope it's uh, resolved and I hope they find who did it, but Merry Christmas nonetheless to you and your family. Um, Amish extremist, not financial advice, a uh, question for blonde. Have you looked into the new unwoke ETFs, uh, such as the ones from strive? I haven't. Um, I have been so focused on acquiring real assets that I am 100% divested from from any kind of stock bond. Nothing. I own nothing now. Wow. You, you will own nothing and be happy. But yeah, I've liquidated all of those assets and invested in real assets, guns, property. Precious cool. metals. Person. Which I can't said heavy metals. So yeah, I've got yeah. a bunch of lead in my. Uh, <laughs> That's a precious metal. Um, we're good for now. Okay, uh, let me check D Live too. I want to make sure I don't miss anybody over there. We're good on D Live. Thank you guys. We will come back to your chats toward the end of the stream. Appreciate it as always. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. But let's get back to the news, which of course uh, we transition from the giant payout we are giving to Ukraine to. The visit from the Ukrainian president himself, and the best I can say is that at least Joe got his money's worth, or rather, your money's worth. When Biden greeted Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky at the White House on, uh, this was Wednesday, before the big speech, the photo suggests that Biden gave him the uh, little girl treatment, not just a good sniff, but a a very strong ass grab, as the pair... (laughs) And the first lady enjoyed a viewing of the Washington Monument. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was just incidental. 
a still frame taken at the right time. But that that looks like a full on ass grab to me. You tell me if you see anything differently. <laughs> of course, later in the evening, Zelensky gave his big state of Ukraine speech, which made his biggest fans in Congress swoon like their believers. Zelensky spoke for about 20 minutes. He said he's thankful for all the U.S. aid, but really he does need more. And it's pretty important because the entire state of democracy depends on it. Uh, and then he kissed Nancy Pelosi and he gave her a Ukrainian battle flag that was signed by real frontline Ukrainian soldiers. It will define whether it will be a democracy of Ukrainians and for Americans for all. This battle cannot be frozen or postponed. It cannot be ignored, hoping that the ocean or something else will provide a protection. We have artillery. Yes, thank you. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. <laughs> For the <laughs> Russian army to completely pull out, more cannons and shells are needed. It is just a matter of time when they will strike against your other allies. If we do not stop them now, we must do it. Ukraine never asked the American soldiers to fight on our land instead of us. I assure you that Ukrainian soldiers can perfectly operate American tanks and planes themselves. Financial assistance is also critically important, and I would like to thank you. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. Do you think the uh, Nazi guys signed the flag? The Azov <laughs> Battalion? That'd be cool. This is so outrageous. He's saying we, we can't ignore this. We totally could if we wanted to. Our country has a real problem allying with Russia when we shouldn't and then not allying with them, with them when we should. Why are we not doing that now? We should just be throwing money at Russia if this is a real problem. Well, even if I want to take the other side of this and say that Russia is the aggressor, Russia should be stopped. I'm anti-Russia. All of those points. This this idea that if if you don't intervene, Putin is going to cross the ocean and come and get you. Everything about this conflict indicates that he has region specific reasons. Yeah. He disputes the buildup of weapons at his border. Okay. Mm -hmm. He um, disputes a growing opposition organization of NATO. Uh, encroaching on that border. He believes, or at least uh, Russians in general believe in some level of ethnic solidarity with these regions of Ukraine. There's evidence that they're developing a, a nuclear arsenal. And he's worried about yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. All of these things are region-specific. It's not about, like, destroying well, the United States. He's worried about the, the Western influence in Ukraine and then them being a nuclear, a bordering nuclear arsenal, which is totally legitimate. So in that way... Uh, it, it is related to us because, you know, but it's our it's our presence in the region. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's, it's a our region. cultural influence in the region. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to the gay war. But <laughs> none of this none of this is to say, oh, I want Putin to win or something like that. It, it's just to say that 
for me to believe that if you don't stop him on the Ukrainian border, the ocean won't protect you. I'm not so convinced. I think the ocean yeah. might do a pretty good job. I'll take my yeah. <laughs> take my risk with that one. How is the artillery not enough? Again, how is receiving more money than the entire Russian military budget, at least in this particular year? How is that not enough? How yeah. is Russia putting up a fight against you when you have more resources? This really sounds like we need to hire Russians to manage money and resources in Ukraine because Russians are doing more with less, apparently, is what yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to believe. Yeah. Just a matter until Russia attacks one of your allies. Well, that's what the NATO alliance is for. I don't think Putin wants to challenge NATO directly. In fact, that's the point of this conflict. He doesn't want NATO expanding on his border. If he wanted to attack NATO, he can do that to a member state anytime. Mm -hmm. He hasn't done that because I don't think he wants that conflict. This bit about <laughs> implicitly Zelensky saying, I, I guess that we're supposed to be thankful because Ukraine never asked for American soldiers on the ground and <laughs> Ukrainians can handle American tanks and planes themselves. One, we don't have to be thankful for that. Yeah. Because we don't owe you anything. Number two, can you guys actually operate those tanks and planes? Because the rest of your speech is about uh, how you need more and more resources to do that. And then the last point I have to make, and this is a lengthy one. So if you have any other points, uh, jump in. But this this nonsense about investing in democracy or investing in freedom. Not even a Ukraine specific point, just in general, you don't purchase d democracy or freedom abroad. It either lives in the hearts of those people or it does not. You can't go in and write a check to countries that prefer like a lot of Islamic countries that prefer strong leader dictatorship style states you can't yeah. pay them to love western values i know just can't be done same idea here like it's an investment in democracy well if that's what the ukrainian people want the people of the region want that maybe but i don't buy that there's some check that we can write that will align them with the values that we want to uphold in this country not only that, it's eroding our freedoms because it's causing this inflationary effect, or at least contributing to it in a meaningful way uh, domestically. So this is not an investment in our freedom. This is a reduction in our domestic freedoms. Yeah, you could certainly make that argument that, that we have at bare minimum economic penalties for what's what's happening that that reduces our freedoms as American citizens. Yeah. Uh, but I want to make I want to discuss this as it applies to Ukraine specifically, the idea that Ukraine is some beacon of freedom on which democracy depends anyway, because it is not some examples of what's been going on in Ukraine over the last year. In March, Zelensky banned 11 Ukrainian political parties because of Russian ties. So whatever the people want, because that's what democracy is, unless they want Russia, then no, no more democracy. Also in March. Zelensky consolidated and nationalized all major Ukrainian TV channels or news channels, at least to combat misinformation. He formed a single information information platform on strategic communication called United News. Well, that's one way to achieve unity. That's the Joe Biden method, too. Right. Yeah. Just uh, just get rid of everyone who opposes you and then you have unity. To be fair, Putin does that. And in his case, I think it's awesome. So I might be. <laughs> well, I. I will make the point. This is not to say Putin doesn't or that Putin is awesome. It's just why are we upholding this place 
as some beacon of of the values that were being sold when it clearly is not. Another example, uh, Zelensky currently is threatening to ban a church or at least severely hamper it because he says it's Russia linked. He's endorsed a draft law to, quote, make it impossible for the Ukrainian Orthodox Church linked to Moscow to operate. Recently, there have been several raids on monasteries under the UOC's jurisdiction. So what what beacon of democracy or beacon of freedom is this, actually? Because this sounds exactly like the sort of tin pot authoritarianism we are being told that we're fighting. Mm-hmm. Putin doing stuff like this is supposed to be a big threat. And yes, Putin does do a lot of stuff like this. That's that's why we call it the threat. That's why they sell it as a threat. But when Zelensky does it, that's just... He that's just practical management of the conflict. He can't have Russian forces infiltrating his country. The problem is we're talking about, quote unquote, Russian sentiment, as in what viewpoints, perspectives, exactly the sort of fundamental human rights, freedoms that that we're supposed to protect or we tell ourselves it's it's one of the highest values to protect. We allow him to compromise it every which way he wants Mm -hmm. and then fleece our country and say it's well, actually, it's for protecting all the values that. (laughs) Right. I'm actually undermining. For these reasons, Freedom House, uh, which is a D.C. nonprofit that tracks democracy, political freedom, human rights. They rank Ukraine as only partly free on the on the global scale. Ukraine rates uh, behind countries like Ecuador and Colombia on the global freedom scale. So just behind the uh, just behind the drug cartels. But other than that, pretty good. (laughs) Interestingly, Hungary. Hungary is constantly criticized by progressives as an emerging authoritarian hellhole because of the conservative social policies that are being enacted in Hungary. Hungary ranks eight points higher than Ukraine on the global freedom scale. Hmm. That says nothing of corruption. As far as that corruption, Transparency International ranks Ukraine 123rd out of 180 countries, a score of 32 out of 100. And yes, Ukraine ranked right alongside Russia. On the corruption scale, Russia was ranked 139, a score of 29 out of 100. So Mm. potato, potato, take your pick. (laughs) The reason they need um, more and more of your money, by the way, at least a plausible explanation, is because money, uh, Ukraine is where money goes to disappear. It has a habit of that, not just now for but for many years prior. Back in 2015, when, of course, you could still criticize this country. The Guardian ran an expose calling Ukraine the most corrupt country in Europe. The piece details several examples, but it reads in part. Let me find it here. Uh, Quote, since 1991, officials, members of parliament and businessmen have created complex and highly lucrative schemes to plunder the state budget. The theft has crippled Ukraine. The economy was as large as Poland's at independence. Now it is a third of the size. Ordinary Ukrainians have seen their living standards stagnate while a handful of oligarchs have become billionaires. Mm. Officials from the general prosecutor's office who were interviewed by Reuters claimed that between 2010 and 2014, officials were stealing a fifth of the country's (gasps) national output every year. This behavior has inflicted or infected rather all sectors of Ukrainian society. But yeah, I'm sure bigger checks are going to buy the freedom and the integrity and the transparency and the democracy this time. Trust yeah. us. Do you like the use of plunder? That's how I feel right now. That's a good, that's a good word. I, yeah, I like that one. 
while we're on the topic, um, since uh, on this show, we don't actually talk about Ukraine and Russia very much. I did want to take the opportunity to remember some of the narratives of the last few months in the war between Ukraine and Russia that turn out to have been busted. So remember, uh, this was just last month. I actually thought it was long. I thought it was further in the past than it is. But this was just last month, as in early November, I believe, when when a missile landed in nearby Poland and killed two people. And the immediate reaction was that Russia did it because this was clearly another instance of Russian aggression. And now we should uh, well, we should probably have a full on world war about it because Poland is a a NATO member. I'm exaggerating maybe slightly. But point of fact, originally Zelensky did say uh, that he had no doubt that the missiles were Russian. Well, after the uh, immediate reaction, turns out that what hit Poland, well, now they're saying it was missile. F- Let me back up because the truth, there were many steps in this after it was definitely Russian. The next step in the story was <laughs> what hit Poland was missile fragments that could have been either Russian or Ukrainian in origin. The theory being that Russia had fired missiles. Ukraine had fired a defense missile. There was some kind of collision and in the mix of that debris, that's what hit Poland and killed two people. Well, now, says the Ukrainian Air Force spokesman, quote, anything could be the result of this air defense battle. He said, acknowledging that at least some of the missile parts could have been Ukrainian. It was also speculated, uh, as I mentioned, so it, it was speculated that there was some kind of missile collision. Ukrainian parts may have incidentally gone into Poland. OK, now the most likely story is that... Uh, it was just a Ukrainian missile that went off course. So we went from definitely Russian to, well, pieces of Ukrainian missile might have been in there to, whoops, it was a Ukrainian missile that didn't that went where it wasn't supposed to go. That's where the story stands now. And journal a journalist at the AP has paid the price for reporting this falsely. The AP published a report at the time saying that Russia had struck a village in Poland with a missile. That reporter is now fired or perhaps resigned, unclear, but he doesn't work at the AP anymore. The source for that incorrect story, of course, an anonymous U.S. official with knowledge. Funny that uh, in any story, whenever it says something like, according to a U.S. official with knowledge, you can safely bet everything described is complete crap. But oh, yeah, yeah. Very the exact same thing with the Nord Stream pipeline. Do you remember the reactions yeah. from U.S. officials with that? I remember uh, politicians being like, there's no doubt that this is anybody but Russia. There's just no way. It absolutely was Russia. They had the most vested interest. And at the time, everybody was like, I don't know. I think we had more to gain. Well, uh, and at bare minimum, it just didn't make any sense. It's like, why it didn't make any sense? Yeah. Russia is sabotaging its own pipeline when they can just turn the oil off. And indeed, there was no oil flowing at the time or Correct. gas. I yeah. forget exactly uh, they had no pipeline, interest but. in doing this. Um, and so there's been a months long investigation um, and numerous officials are privately saying now and publicly saying that Russia may not be to blame after all for the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline pipelines. This is one European official uh, quote. There is no evidence at this point that Russia was behind the sabotage. And it this says that uh, 23 other diplomatic and intelligence officials in nine countries have been interviewed and agree. And nobody has um, a shred of evidence. No, no one has any evidence. Yeah. Because people are like, why would they do this? Uh, some European officials came out uh, at the time and also said, like, Europeans are together and we agree that this was 
Russia. It had to be Russia. Yeah. Well, last point on the conflict. I mentioned that Putin is fighting the gay war. And what I mean by that, well, frequently on this show, as I mentioned, we we call the pending civil war in this country the gay war, which is mm-hmm. a reference to Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Lori Lightfoot and her her actual call to arms after the Supreme Court's leaked Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade in the spring and returning the abortion issue to the states. She said this has to be a call to arms for LGBTQ. The tweet was. That's a paraphrasing of it, but it was a, it was a literal call to arms. Hence the gay war and my <laughs> destiny of dying in the gay war in the future. A very principled, dignified gay war death war. is my fate. Well, perhaps the gay war is already upon us, and perhaps it has been this entire year. Headline The Hill in an editorial piece. The gay world war inside Putin's <laughs> warped reality. See, it turns out on November 24th, Russian parliament passed an actual don't say gay bill. Um, I'm referencing the uh, not the non don't say gay bill in Florida, which was mischaracterized. But according to this story, the don't say gay bill in Russia is actually kind of that Um, this bill, at least as they're characterizing it, would ban anything that that could be construed as a suggestion that homosexual relationships are normal. That's pretty broad. The author So the author asks here, how is gay propaganda related to the war with Ukraine? Turns out directly. (laughs) So according to this author, uh, Mikhail Kovulchuk, I don't know how to say it. It's, you know, one of those Russian names, but he's the current head of the Korchatov Institute and the brother of one of Putin's closest friends. So a close Putin associate. He gave a speech at a forum in Sochi recently. Quote the story. He said of the Western elite, as represented by Roman, Bilderberg, and Davos clubs, is dreaming of creating genetically modified people to serve the elites so that the current state of society will never be changed and they rule forever. He also said it's only technologically possible, but in fact, but in fact is right now being impl- Oh, wait, wait. He's, let me back up. He also said it's not only technologically possible but in fact is right now being implemented by the West. And you won't need such a multitude of people anymore, he explained. An artificial womb, an incubator, it's like chickens. Uh, And then then you can produce the serving people by genetic editing in any numbers. This is where the gay propaganda kicks in. It's all part of a dastardly plan, he says, by Western elites to stop the natural propagation of humanity. People are being indoctrinated in gay marriage so they don't multiply, he said. And in a couple of generations, there won't be anybody. And of course, the story calls it QAnon on steroids. And, you know, I admit that it sounds uh, it sounds absolutely apocalyptic. But can we really deny that some of the the shades or the seeds are clearly visible. Is it, is it, are we supposed to dismiss that as absolute insanity without considering any of it? Uh, no, it sounds pretty sound to me. <laughs> is Putin onto the gay war? And have I not given him enough credit? Perhaps. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he'll emerge as the sound of reason. Maybe, maybe shirtless Putler will, maybe when the gay war comes here, shirtless Putler will ride up to my house and say, I told you so. And he'll say it with his Russian accent that I can't imitate. And you'll be like, and he'll no. offer me salvation. And I'll say, I'm sorry. I didn't see it from the start. Please get me out of this gay war hellscape. <laughs> Otherwise, if you, if you leave me here, I'm doomed to die a very principled death. 
Oh, anyway, that's um, where we stand on uh, Ukraine and Russia. Maybe we should hustle through the show. That's true. We we actually should hurry up here because we have plenty more to talk about and our time is uh, dwindling. But don't worry. Uh, I have just January 6th stuff and I could be quick about that. Um, it was easily forecasted on Sunday. The January 6th committee did indeed unanimously vote to recommend the Justice Department charge Trump with multiple crimes, most notably insurrection at its final meeting. I think that was on Monday. Yeah. Of course, neither the committee nor Congress has the constitutional power to prosecute. That is with the executive branch and the Justice Department. I said on Sunday that leaves it up to by the book, not at all political attorney general of honor and decency, Merrick Garland. Technically, it actually leaves it up to Jack Smith, the special counsel appointed to oversee all the DOJ's Trump cases, including January 6th and the Mar-a-Lago documents case. So I was slightly inaccurate there. I want to correct the record. Um, perhaps we wonder, though, so what if so what if they actually do charge? Like, who, who really cares? Does it make a difference politically, as in can they actually stop Trump from running? Well, the committee also published its final report this week. Uh, and it, and this to me is mostly a who cares. There's not really any new evidence that we haven't seen here. So I'm not going to bore everybody by going over it, but there is one important piece. The committee released 11 recommendations. And as part of those recommendations, they seem to think that they can stop Trump from holding office again, or at least being eligible to the committee recommends in the report that Congress ban Trump from holding office. Here is Liz Cheney delivering the news. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. So at first, that was somewhat uh, confusing, because even if Congress passed a law that says Trump can't be president, well, the Constitution outlines the qualifications for president exclusively. You can't just write a law with new rules that overrides the Constitution even convicted felons are eligible for the presidency if that's who wins. However, it would appear that they're trying to exploit a particular piece of um, of the 14th Amendment, uh, which says that no one can hold any office of the United States if they engaged in insurrection. That's ah, paraphrasing, there it not is, the yeah. exact language. Some extreme challenges here, though, if this is the route they try to go. First of all, they're going to have to actually convict Trump on on an insurrection charge. Uh, considering nobody who actually committed crimes on January 6th has been convicted on an insurrection charge. I have my doubts that they're going to be able to do that. Second, they actually, this has been tested somewhat. I forgot this was the exact theory they used to try to block Marjorie Taylor Greene's eligibility in right. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that bizarre trial where they played clips from Independence Day and grilled her about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that didn't work. But of course, that was just one court in which Trump will not be appearing anyway. Um, but in general, to successfully realize this, they'd have to encroach on both Article 1. Uh, no, Article 2. Now I have my articles mixed up. Article 2 is the presidency, right? Article 1 is Congress. I yeah. should know. Article 2. Anyway, the article that's about the presidency, they'd have to encroach on that because that's what outlines qualifications for the president. And, and the First Amendment as well. Unless and until they convict Trump on some sort of incitement charge, everything he said on January 6th is protected speech. And it's a flimsy case on this incitement front from the committee. Most of their case, not most, all of their case, as far as I've seen it, on incitement or any related charge is things Trump didn't say. 
Trump didn't intervene quickly enough to tell them to stop. He allowed it to go on without intervening. Well, that's not the same thing. We might call that a moral failure or something. That is not the same thing as urging people to commit crimes. Right. You can't you can't really call in you can't have passive incitement, I suppose. And that's really the case that, that they've tried to put together. Passive incitement. It's kind of a contradiction in terms. Uh, and I'm I will Accept correction if anyone has it, but I'm not aware of any statement that they have on where, where Trump is actually advocating criminality. I've not seen that. Mm-hmm. But there is a counter case, which is that January 6th was the worst attack on our country <laughs> behind only the Civil War, or at least since the Civil <laughs> War. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre. We've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat. Now, uh, uh, she... was the Civil War really a, an attack on democracy? <laughs> um, we, well, I guess it depends how you want to characterize that. Uh, I reject anyway. both characterizations. <laughs> um I don't have the article in front of me. I forgot to put it in my uh, list of articles here, but that's not even a gaffe, by the way. Biden said exactly that in a, uh, um, it was like his quasi State of the Union. It was his address to Congress in April of last year, his first address to Congress as president. He said that exact line. This was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. So this is not a gaffe. This is their intentional. A prepared speech, yeah. yeah. So the January 6th committee may be over. It's going to be disbanded now that Republicans take control of the House. But these people are going to do everything they can to make the 2024 election about January 6th. Uh, Let's get to Sam Bankman Freed, who is now in the comforts of his parents' Palo Alto home in California. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't understand anything about uh, personal recognizance bonds, because when I read that he was out on $250 million recognizance bond, I was like, oh, my God. Did he somehow uh, use some of that that frauded money that he had squirreled away in whatever account? I'm poor, except for this. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. but as it so happens, okay. So, so okay. Well, let me let me walk back. Um, on Thursday, he walked out of a federal courthouse in New York after posting this bond, and he's on he's en route to his parents' home in Palo Alto. And he's going to be kept under house arrest under terms set by a federal judge. So a personal recognizance bond, it's this guarantee to appear in court at a date and time specified by the presiding judge who has decided that he's not a flight risk because this is such like a high profile case. I don't know where he would where he would go. Um, he might get Epstein in the interim, but we'll see about that. Um, so the bond terms require signatures from Sam Bakeman fried um, his parents, and then there's one non-family member whose identity is yet to be exposed. Um, so even then I was thinking, well, they had to put up like 10% of the bond, but as it so happens, they did not. This Twitter Anon explains it perfectly. This is federal court, not state. It's an appearance bond. It requires friends and family to sign an affidavit of surety, which obligates the defendant to pay the court the bail money if the defendant doesn't appear in court or fails to comply with what? the conditions. No money is paid up front. Well, that really seems like it defeats the purpose. If yeah. the money is given to the court as um, as a guarantee that you will appear or else you will forfeit the money. In this case, they're saying if you don't show up, you owe us the money. Right. But if he bails, that defeat, you still have to go track him down. Yes. Anyway, yes. that yeah. defeats the entire purpose. 
I know it's it's retarded. And then I read other articles from uh, pretty legitimate sources that were saying that uh, I read that twenty five million dollars was put up, and I read that two hundred fifty thousand was put up. But uh, from better sources, I think that he probably did not pay any money up front. Well, I guess it probably wasn't his ex-girlfriend, Caroline, who helped him out with the money. It sounds like she is cooperating with investigators. Yeah, so she's the former CEO of Alameda Research and also Gary Wang, who was a co-founder of FTX. They both pleaded guilty to um, unspecified fraud charges. I'm not exactly sure what the charges are, uh, but this was right before Bankman Freed landed in New York to face his own charges. Um, and it's believed by legal experts that she's working with the feds to turn on Sam Bankman Freed. Um, she was spotted just like running around New York City, having lunch and drinks and everything last week. So it seems like she's probably not going to get any time. Wow. None whatsoever. We have no idea what sort of agreement she may or may not have made. It's just speculated that she probably did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she's not being held on her charges. She hasn't bailed out. So how else would she have gotten out without ratting on him? She's single and on the town, gentlemen. If you're in New York, go find Caroline. (laughs) Although I'm a thousand percent sure she does butt stuff. So... Well, I don't know if I've really ugly faces. uh, Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a more unfortunate combination of faces than Sam Bankman Freed and Caroline. uh, Yeah. So uh, anyway, all right, that's all we got for SBF for now. I take it unless you have more to say. No. Do we know when his next court date is? Has that been? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, watch for it in the new year. Um, I hope the cameras at. His parents' home work better than the Epstein cell cameras. That's all I can say. Yeah, really. All right, moving on. Uh, we will have enough time to get through the hoax hate and the movie review after all. Let's get to the hoax hate. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Over a year ago, in November 2021 in Ripley, Tennessee, a family home was completely destroyed in a fire that the owners say was a hate-motivated arson because the family is interracial. The husband is black and the wife is white. In support of this hate theory, the family says their pool was spray-painted with the message n-word lover and they do indeed have some photographic evidence but in the year since no progress has been made identifying the perpetrator and so cnn profiled this family uh, again this week to bring attention to this cold case so your, ha- your house is a total loss is it nothing could be saved the house looked the to have exploded leaving yeah. glass in the door frame approximately 30 feet from the house glass 50 feet but that wasn't the end of the story he said well i gotta ask you one more question did you write anything on your back pool wall he said well i gotta tell you uh there's <laughs> lever on your pool wall in spray paint for all to see mays a two-tour army vet is in an interracial marriage you're a black man in this area living in the nicest house married to a white woman that doesn't sit well with some people it seems oh they made that quite clear we're telling you get out get away from here we don't want you here 
We don't want your kind here, okay? You should have never been here with the blast and everything being burnt. I do believe if we'd have been in the house that weekend, I think it'd have killed us. That guy's 10% Mexican, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we're, we're supposed to take it on his word that, that he is, in fact, black. That is the, the whitest black guy I've seen since Sean King. I Yeah, I would never look at them and be like, they're in an interracial relationship. I'm supposed to believe that some Tennessee redneck was like, we don't take kindly to your kind around these parts. Yeah, but first, became... show me your 23 and me. <laughs> what, an octoroon? We don't accept <laughs> You get out. Okay. Yeah. After the incident, the family raised over $200,000 on GoFundMe. What? Yeah. So this was from last year. Now, th- th- it gets interesting because the GoFundMe has now been revived. As I mentioned, um, this profile in CNN was published just this week or last Sunday. So the GoFundMe is now revived as a consequence. And there have been a couple updates on the GoFundMe posted by the family with some additional facts. So the family notes that they had insurance on the home. And since the incident, they have been living in a rental home provided by the insurance company while the claim is under review. So you wonder, well, why revive the story? They they cashed in six figures, plus there's insurance. What are they trying to gain? Well, if you want to believe them, justice. They're trying to find the perpetrator who did this to them. If you want to be skeptical, here are some more interesting notes. On the revived GoFundMe, in a note posted on Monday, Alan Mays, the uh, the supposedly black guy, says that uh, the insurance the insurance claim. No, this is William Mays. Alan posted up William Mays. I think this is uh, his brother, a family member. William Mays says that the insurance claim has been denied due to a technicality. What is the technicality? That they investigated and found out that this was bullshit. They don't explain. There's no yeah. explanation given here. In fact, that's a reason they need more money is because the insurance claim was denied due to a technicality. Well, what does the yeah. insurance company know that the public doesn't know? And could it be that the insurance company maybe learned something from law enforcement? We're told that law enforcement doesn't have any findings. Alternative theory or adjacent theory. Law enforcement has reason to believe that this was not, in fact, a criminal incident. Perhaps it was self-inflicted. Perhaps the report gets to the insurance company and they say, <laughs> sorry, we're not paying for that. Law enforcement might not be inclined to throw this guy under the bus publicly after such a high profile case in this way. But something has happened in the last week or two for the insurance company to deny the claim based on the investigation. Yes. And yet they need more money because of that. Wouldn't you trust an insurance company's investigator over a police investigator? They have um, more of a vested interest in in making sure that these things are legitimate than the police do. And I think oftentimes they share information too. It's not, uh, right, right. It's not either or they're, they're cooperating. They're, they're sharing what they know. If the insurance, by the way, if the insurance company is just wrong, well then the insurance company is committing a fraud. So if the insurance company refused to cover something that they have a contractual obligation to cover, the GoFundMe should then be help us file a lawsuit against the insurance company, but that's not what it is. It's just give us money. Also on the GoFundMe, Alan Mays says he, the the guy in the video piece says he was targeted with this sort of criminal activity for seven years prior to the fire. So again, we have a situation you've been targeted for seven years. You never thought to and you never thought to install cameras or some other system 
that you could potentially catch the crook with. Now, I know that this in this case, if we believe it as told, the house burned pretty much all the way down. So for, maybe there were cameras that burned. I don't know that fact with certainty, but the fact that there's no that he had this much of a history of people attacking his home, but doesn't really have any documented evidence of it. I find that to be very suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I predict we've got a case of double fraud here. I think possible insurance fraud plus GoFundMe fraud, but we'll find out. And this wouldn't even be not that one is an indicator of certainty and the other, but this would not be the first time we've seen someone set their own house on fire. I remember that woman that, that lesbian that killed her dog. Yes. In the house. She was citizen of the year in a Michigan town. She burned her own house down to claim to be a lesbian victim, killed her dogs in the process. And the whole thing was a hoax. Doesn't mean that that's absolutely what happened in this case, but it, it wouldn't be unprecedented. You got to kill your own animal with your arson. It makes it more believable for insurance companies well, because who would do such a thing? The effort is higher, though. You got to give credit to do. OK, uh, I'm, I'm kind of fine with this. <laughs> well you're fine with what might be a fraud but you're cashing into almost a quarter million dollars okay so it's a good it's a good fraud all right um he's not even actually black so it's double fraud right and then he's got the insurance fraud and the gofundme fraud they burn their own house down so that's kind of cool they're not even in an interracial relationship um <laughs> even that is fraudulent even that's fraudulent yeah <laughs> i like it good for these people cashing out well, this is white people winning. <laughs> you have to become Rachel Dolezal to win at the hoax hate <laughs> yeah. game. All right. Uh, here's a low effort one to get back to the theme. Muslim families who live on Love Road, appropriately named Love Road in San Carlos Park, Florida, claim they have been targeted by Islamophobic bigotry in the form of vandalism and threats at their neighboring homes. At least two Muslim families that live here along Love Road in San Carlos Park say they are experiencing a lot of hate. Since moving into this home from Palestine, Hassan says it has been a nightmare for him and his family. His wife telling me a group of teens were recently taunting her. They would do sign language with their hands, mocking me because of how I'm dressed. Last night, someone but tried to kick in their front door while she and the kids were inside. Mohammed Aldersani owns the home across the street and also had his place vandalized last night. They destroyed the windows on the first floor, all the windows. They destroyed their mirror on my car. He said that someone also tore out his phone lines and he showed us the vulgar graffiti sprayed on his driveway. Do you believe that you are being targeted because you're Muslim? I really do. He believes a group of teenagers is responsible. The sheriff tells me his office is investigating. At this present time, there's nothing that shows us anything that would lead us to believe it's a crime of hate or, you know, they're being targeted. Oh. Mm. Well, even though, and then they, in the title of the piece, suspected hate crime, even though the sheriff says we have no reason to believe this is a hate incident in any way. It's no. probably just black teenagers vandalizing the home. And then they're just talking about how that woman is like fat and disgusting. And it has nothing I, to I do don't with know. Her job. I don't know. What is this uh, vulgar graffiti? Well, I received this story from listener Pat, who has some critical thoughts. And rather than plagiarize him and not give him credit, I thought, well, he's already done the work in the email. I'm just <laughs> going to adopt his point. So thank you, Pat. Uh, the wife, the uh, the burkaed up wife there, whatever it is that she's wearing. I always forget the appropriate terms. It was a hijab, I think, right? Well, she had like the full suit on. 
Me cop. I don't know. Whatever. She says that these teens mocked her with sign language, which you said might have been even the the okay hand sign, the white power hand sign. Well, given that she doesn't speak English or at least can't speak it well enough to speak it in this story, is it possible that she just misinterpreted what these teens were trying to say? How, how does she know that they're mocking her unless it's I mean, how, how do you even sign language mock Islamic garb? I would like to see what that looks like, but maybe that's possible. The older man says that all of his first floor windows were destroyed. But then the video shot clearly shows that uh, the windows on the first floor there are, in fact, intact. Did they get repaired quickly? If so, why is the rest of the house falling apart and in such crappy shape in general? It's also like the shittiest neighborhood I've ever seen. It's pretty rough looking. The story appears to show, well, the, the short, it does show what they called a uh, vulgar graffiti. And Is in his email, dick? this listener, Pat said, it's just, you can see it's just a dick and balls. And I, I can see it. I can see two balls on the top and the dick pointed downward to the right, but I'm not <laughs> convinced. Like It's not obviously without him saying that to me, I actually would not have realized that's a dick. But I can see it now that he says that. If so, though, number one, look how small that is. That's a tiny little corner of the sidewalk. And number two, that actually has nothing to do with anti-Islamic bigotry. That's just a dick and balls. So is that then that's the only graffiti that they show hateful yeah. graffiti. But that's it. That's like a, a sidewalk chalk scribble. That's, that's it. Every bathroom, you know? Every... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, at the end, the sheriff says his deputies have investigated and the sheriff explicitly said there's nothing that will lead us to believe this is a crime of hate or that they're being targeted. Yet that is exactly what the news story says in the video and in the headline. Two Muslim homes in San Carlos Park vandalized in suspected hate crime. But that's the, the sheriff said it's not a suspected hate crime. Anyway, also, uh, for context, um, it is indeed a high crime area. Violent crime in San Carlos Park is 24% higher than national average. Property crime, 13% higher than national average. So this sort of uh, tomfoolery <laughs> wouldn't actually be uncommon there. As far as I've yeah. seen, the only thing that we have that has a demonstrated anti-Islamic angle is this supposed sign language mockery. Wife thing, yeah. But we have no proof of that. It's just mm -hmm. what she says. So uh, that's all I got. Thank you for your effort, Pat, saving me 15 minutes of research on this one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you, so I don't know. I, I have my doubts that this is a case of uh, anti-Islamic hate. Anyway, just regular hate, maybe just regular good old fashioned dick and ball hate. You know, and if you can't appreciate that, well, then you need to get the hell out of America because that's what this country is all about. <laughs> Go back because that's what we do here. Okay, you ready to talk about the movie? Sure. Okay. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the Christmas classic Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, the sequel in which a young boy mistakenly arrives in the city and is chased around by the same criminals who did it before and now do it again, engaged in an implausible sequence of mischievously placed traps 
instead of just shooting the kid in the face when they have an easy chance. Now, all month long, movie picker Michael Schlecht was upping the production quality by offering his thoughts on the movie nomination by video. Regrettably, he is sick this weekend. Uh, We hope he gets better, but he was not able to submit his thoughts by video. So we do it the old way by text. And he says, Terminator 2, Return of the King, Mad Max, Fury Road, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. All classic movie sequels that surpassed the originals. Home Alone 2 takes the dialogue, the final traps, and the editing of the original and simply elevates it to be better. And let's not forget, it added Tim Curry, and Tim Curry makes everything better. This movie is the origin of countless quotes my wife and I use all year round. Quotes like, wow, what a hole. Credit card? You got it. I could go on forever, baby. Two, make it three. I'm not driving and the greatest of them all. Suck brick kid. Who could forget? (laughs) Besides those, this movie also has the single greatest comedy scene in cinema history, Marv's Electrocution, and a certain political figure shows up to make a cameo appearance. No, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking, of course, about Pierce Morgan as the pigeon lady. (laughs) Perhaps this movie viewing will be, uh, oh, uh, by by his own account, rather. Uh, Matt says, that he looked eerily similar to Macaulay Culkin as a child. Perhaps this movie viewing will be an opportunity for him to offer up a side-by-side. Home Alone 2 is an absolute riot to watch, and I am so happy it was selected to bring us home. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and a happy new year. Uh, My addendum to his commentary, indeed confirmed on both counts, Uh, I, I do or I did look like Macaulay Culkin as a child. I had a glance through what family photos I have available. I don't have everything. So there might be some better options, but uh, here's my brother and I, at I believe Lake Superior when I was about that age on the left, obviously the bigger kid. And then uh, here's my brother and I playing Sega when I must've been about eight, nine, something like that. Eight, Uh, nine, maybe younger on the right. Yeah. Maybe I was like six or seven Four years old. No, I think I'm older than that. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I I don't know exactly. Well, no, there's probably there might be a date on that photo, but I can't tell. I think I'm. I think cl- you're like four. No, I'm closer to ten than I am to five. I think in that photo. Maybe that's not. a my, wide range. You my parents so could correct. Cute. Me. Yeah. Look at how sweet. Oh. Anyway, so I was. I'm not a Macaulay clone, but I could you pass like as a stunt him. double for Macaulay Culkin when I was about that age. Oh. And um and yeah, uh, Pierce Morgan definitely looks like the pigeon lady. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever oh, yeah. seen them in the same place at the same time. But oh, God. of course, I don't want to encroach upon your review and rating, which is as always up first. Was, all right, okay. Um, I I had to also watch the first one because I didn't really have any context, right? Hmm. Um, but both were fun, wholesome family com- comedies. Nothing particularly special here. I'm sorry. I did appreciate Kevin with his independent spirit. He's a cute kid. Normal family dynamics, like a normal level of dysfunction. Um, And then I love Joe Pesci. I have no nostalgic connection to this. So everybody's just going to have to work with me. Did you not watch it at the time? Mm -hmm. When was the first time you saw either one? Today. Oh, you've never seen them before. I have seen like enough uh, clips of Home Alone, the original that I was thinking that I had seen it. Yeah. But when I watched it, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this. Mm. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's fine. What's your rating? Wait, what you, 
Did you just put fingers up? A three? Yeah. I you have to say the rating. It has to be. Oh, I said it. I said it. I just, I, I know you gave this a five. So I. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> a three. I don't know what to tell you. I have no nostalgic connection to this. Oh, yeah, I, I get it. And I can see that. we've been picking from Criterion Collection. So I've been watching like 10 out of 10 films all week. I watched Picnic at Hanging Rock, Walkabout, and then this Julianne Moore movie, Safe, which were all like 10 out of 10 movies. And then I watched Home Alone 2. What am I going to do with that? Uh, I would say that it is it, it is of uh, comparable cultural value. In fact, I don't okay. even know anything about those <laughs> about those movies. They might be great. Who knows? It was um, fun and wholesome and got me in the holiday spirit. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that enough? I have to give That's it a fine. five. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and pull exactly what I think. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody in particular, but when I gave certain movies threes and wasn't even hating on them, that was treated as uh, an intolerable offense. So I won't do the same thing. I didn't dislike it. I just really yeah. want to reserve these fours and fives for like outstanding films. Well, you are correct that, uh, of course, I'm going to love this movie, even though there, it, it is preposterous in many ways. And I ah, have to spend okay. a little bit of fun time acknowledging that. But yeah, you're right that I'm going to love this movie. Um, but I'll start out with some of the serious reasons I love this movie beyond just, oh, the mischief and the hijinks are hilarious, which they are. I'm not dismissing that, but the soundtrack, and I mean, both the compilation of Christmas songs by popular artists, which, um, my mom used to play all the time. So I do have that nostalgic memory of home alone music in the house at Christmas time, but the original movie score by John Williams, who of course is famous for star Wars and Jurassic park. And I've talked about him before. Just incredible work on this movie. And the when Kevin goes to the park to see the pigeon lady at the end. Yeah. Even though it's ridiculous that he just walks out. Like, everybody's happy to see Kevin again. We finally found him. He just walks away and nobody notices that happens on Christmas morning again. <laughs> yeah. But I guess again. that's supposed to be the point. That crescendo of that song called Somewhere in My Memory, and I don't want to sing it to remind you, but it's da, 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 da. Oh, that yeah. song. Yeah. When that hits, that is as Christmassy. That is that is the sound of a perfect Christmas morning snowfall. Just absolutely unbelievable work. Um, the overall theme is great. Just the overall theme of be careful about wishing away your family. They they may do jackass things like buzz, and you may think you'd be better off without them. You aren't. You will be literally lost without them, and you will wish that you had them. Um, for your own help and assistance, but also to offer help and assistance to them. It's just a great wholesome theme that, uh, that is worthy of emphasis. It seems obvious, but we forget that frequently put your, put your family first and you build everything in life on top of that. Some subtler points. Um, the effort in angels with filthy souls. Now, of course I've been using the gangster movie sound bites for the Christmas show intro for years now, because it's just such a classic piece of this movie and kind of a Christmas lore in its own right. But I always assumed that was a real old gangster movie or old TV show. It's not. It's an original production for Home Alone. And the the guy who played Johnny, his name is Ralph Foodie. The guy who uh, with all the famous lines, uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal and a happy new year. I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. That guy. (laughs) He was supposed to be snakes. The guy who comes in at first and wants his money. But he had knee surgery and he couldn't do the death of snakes when he gets Tommy gunned. So they put him in the role of Johnny. And that's one of those serendipitous things. It's like that this that bit could not have been performed more perfectly. It has to be him. 
It's just one of those things, the way it worked out, it couldn't have been any other way. Some of my favorite pieces of the slapstick, uh, maybe some of the non-obvious slapstick that I really like. You would think normally I hate like obnoxious screaming, but my God, is the screaming in this movie on point? And I don't just mean the Kevin <laughs> scream. I thought you were going to say obnoxious. No, no, it's great. The Kevin <laughs> scream is yeah. great, not just because of the scream itself, but the way she kind of chuckles to herself and big bulgy eyes and the faint. It's so over the top and great. But Marv, Marv screams, particularly when he gets attacked by the pigeons at the end. Just the most you can see him like have to breathe in in preparation for the scream. And when it hits, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. I want a clean soundbite of that scream just for show purposes, but I don't think it exists. Um, the electrocution bit that Michael referenced where yeah, yeah, he turns into a skeleton. Like it's the, it's the cheapest shittiest visual effect, but that's what makes it so funny. That's such a, it's great to be efficient with your comedy in that way. Like it's kind of low effort, but that makes it hilarious. I, I really like the nose bending bit where they get smashed by the tool chest and they have to, when he's adjusting his neck after he falls and that the sounds, you can sort of feel his, his, his bones crunching in the same way with the stupid nose bend. Um, obvious nods to white supremacy, you know, the promotional photography, there's Kevin with his yeah. uh, white power symbol. I do discuss a little bit of the history of the attempt to scrub Trump from the movie in the review. If you want some of the, the information on that, um, I mentioned that the Canadian broadcast on CBC, he was removed controversially in 2019. We talked about that at the time. I think they said that that was just incidental, that the edit had been done previously, had nothing to do with getting back at Trump politically. But Macaulay Culkin, as I mentioned, did tweet that he supports removing Trump from the movie and replacing him with his own, a 40 year old version of himself. And I forgot when I was reading this. Yes, his name is legally Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. Don't forget. He did that. Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't I didn't know this until I read um, into it either. Chris Columbus, who, by the way, also did Gremlins. So I, I guess I'm a fan of his work. Mm. He said that Trump bullied his way into this movie because they went to to the Plaza Hotel. Trump owned it oh, at the time. Whatever. And they said, hey, can we film in the lobby? And he and they worked out the deal. And Trump said, OK, final condition on the deal. I get a cameo. And Chris Columbus in this interview last year or the year before characterized that as Trump bullying his way into the movie. You went well, to the you guy didn't have to do it. Yeah. You went to him and said, can I use your property? And he said, yeah, sure. Just like, give me this one little benefit. How's that bullying? Yeah. Okay. He should have, what Trump should have done is said, I'm going to give you till the count of 10 to get your ugly yellow, no good keister off my property. That's what he should have <laughs> said. That's real bullying. It would have been way, he should have played it. He should have done the Kevin yeah. bit with the remote. Okay, um, the the things I care, uh, my format is the best and the worst. I don't even c- consider this the worst because, yes, it's stupid for me to sit here and try to logically analyze the premises in, in this movie, um, but I can't resist anyway. So just a couple of the things that I thought were so overtly preposterous, I have to mention them. When Marv slides into the wall of paint cans, okay, he's like still on a level plane then he slips on the the oily goo that's on the floor. I don't even know what that stuff is. Then all of a sudden, he just has this unstoppable momentum flying <laughs> into the wall horizontally. Like the wall has generated its own gravitational pull. Like Kevin <laughs> has defied the laws of physics. It's so ridiculous. 
And uh, <laughs> I, I know it's ridiculous to analyze it, but it, it, that one stuck, stood out to me as just completely absurd. And then when they find the whole sequence is obviously a series of traps to get to the top of the, the house, the top of the building. And then Kevin climbs down and they have the kerosene rope. Why would Marv and, uh, and Harry, the two criminals, why would they take the rope? They just walked up the stairs. They see Kevin down there. Yeah. Just yeah. go. And then Marv is terrified climbing the rope. Oh my God. It's so scary. Yeah, it is. It's an unnecessary risk. You could just walk down the stairs that you just walked up to get up here. It's so ridiculous that they would make the decision to do that. But of course, the point is the fire rope and them falling and not dying for the hundredth time. So I get it. I'm the idiot sitting here trying to. I know I'm the idiot when I do this. I'm just doing this for fun because these were the things that stood out to me. The last preposterous premise. Fireworks were legally obtained in New York City. Are you kidding (laughs) Yeah. The way this would have really gone is Kevin lights them off and he's arrested and Marv and Harry are let off on cashless bail. That's how it go. <laughs> Although I did read yeah. about this. Uh, according to comments on IMDb, because people thought that seriously speaking, people identified that as like a plot hole air quotes, like a something of a yeah, that 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 you can't buy them or sell them or light them in New York. And the police didn't seem to care about that. But according to the accounts on IMDb, at least user comments, it is somewhat accurate that in the 90s, um, you could go into Chinatown and get fireworks and the police basically looked the other way because that's awesome. That's just kind of how it worked. And so you could also murder someone in Times Square and it was fun. Yeah. So maybe it's not as uh, preposterous as it seems. But yeah, of course, you know that I'm going to give it the uh, coveted five wiki. I had to. There's no other choice. We love you. You're very special. Of course, nearly every action scene is completely absurd. That's really the point. It's original. It's memorable. When I talk about a movie that sticks in my mind and I can remember a decade after watching it, Home Alone 2 fits that bill. You're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to reflect on the idea that no matter how much your family pisses you off, they're still your family. You'd be lost without them. The movie accomplishes both of those things in in what I consider to be an all-time Christmas classic, and I will certainly watch with my family in the future. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not bothered. I could see how if you didn't see it in its 90s era, it might not... The nostalgia might not uh, apply. I don't know. I'm not not bothered by that. If you gave it like a one or something, uh, then then I would question. But you gave a one to Jurassic Park, so, you know, all bets are off. Yeah, really? That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, People are mostly on board. Early vote, uh, well over 50% giving it fours or fives. Not a lot of hate, but there are, uh, we got something in the neighborhood of uh, almost 40% of people, no, like 35% of people giving it a three, two, or one. So there is, I suppose, a third of people who kind of, maybe hate is too strong for the three wikis, but a third of people who aren't convinced. All right, I I will confess that I voted one. No, you did vote one. You can't. I voted one. You spied on my review before the segment. No, I never spy, but sometimes I go in and I vote. So you just scroll down to the. Yeah, I just scroll down. Oh, to gotcha. The you got to scroll past the eager. wikis. You got to scroll past the wikis to get. To I the did vote. not. You went. Sometimes you, I scroll you covered your eyes and scrolled. You by. Just scroll all the way down. Just, <laughs> for real, right. though, I never spy. Um, uh, honor system. I'll take it. I got bad news, though. Well, actually, this I don't know. Maybe this is good news. You tell me. But the next movie is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, is that so, the one with um, Kate Beckinsale? I don't know. Isn't that uh, who else is in it? 
It's well, that one male actor who I can see his face but can't remember his name. 2017. Yeah, the recent one, the Blade Runner sequel. That's so, a um, Rotten Tomatoes score. I, I've heard people say that the movie is trash, but those are the same sort of people who love Blade Runner. And of course, the original Blade Runner is one of my most hated movies of all time. And when I looked at the vote from last week to figure out what we're watching next earlier today, 2049 won by one vote over Aww, Amadeus. Boo. So I, I, I thought about tampering. I thought about recruiting someone to go vote, but I didn't. I didn't fortify. I'm going to watch Blade Runner 2049. And if it's actually Three worse hours. Than, oh, God. Well, at least I got time between the holiday. Uh, if it's actually worse than the original, I will consider that impressive. So maybe in a way that'll be an upgrade over the Does first Does Anna day Armas get naked in it? I don't That'd know. Be great. I don't even know who that is. She's so hot. You're probably going to look at her and be like, she's ugly. <laughs> Too pointy. No, she's got round features. Her eyes are pretty far apart. Mm. Um, well, okay. I guess I'll watch that. Something the, I will say about the movie review segment is that it has reignited my love of film. And we have been watching a movie like almost every night. Wow. And um, like a classic film yeah. from the Criterion Collection. And it's been so fun for our marriage because then we just sit in bed and like talk about the movie. <laughs> I agree <laughs> that even, even though obviously some of the movies I'm going to hate, but there's fun in the hate. And um, yeah. it has, in addition to just being a fun bit for the show. It has created quality time for the family, which is uh, which is nice. That's as well. true. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Ooh. Remaining nominations for January from listener Ross after Blade Runner 2049 are the narrowly defeated Amadeus, the Grand Budapest <sighs> Hotel, Blue Velvet, The Hunt. Remember, that's the 2012 Danish version or Danish movie, not the 2020 satire that we already watched. Vertigo, Whiplash, Sunset Boulevard. Of course, you can re- uh, reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews or evaluate exactly how Macaulay Culkin-y I was as a <laughs> child or comment how wrong I am about the movie of the week or submit your own movie rating, vote for the next movie, or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristiansonmedia.com. That'll do it. We'll catch up with chat and we'll call it an evening and indeed a year because oh we my won't gosh, be back on air until the, next, until the next year, 2023. Um, did we get the Son of the Wolf one? I Merry think Christmas. that's where we left off. Yeah. Well, Bill we got, yeah, I think we got the first one, but not the second one about uh, the army. Sure. Um, it's always been that way in the army enlisted personnel have never been addressed as sir or ma'am. That's for officers. Drill sergeants are called uh, drill sergeant insert last name. That's not new. Made the mistake of calling a drill sergeant, sir, once and did pushups until I really, well, thank you for your support for the show. Thank so you that, so much. Over a billion, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. That, um, the story I read made the implication, at least the way I read it, that the army had done that for gender equity purposes. What you're describing is not that at all. That's just, right. that's, that's just a standard. policy that has existed for a long time, completely irrelevant to gender Interesting. equity concerns. Yeah. I'll have to ask some people that I know that are in the room. Thank you for um, the intel. And of course, thank you for your service as well. Aeolian uh, says... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year as much as can be. I'm looking forward to learning new skills and buying a house before everything going pear-shaped starts going (laughs) eggplant-shaped. God bless you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and uh, and all the best. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, 
always good to uh well tangible assets and skills that's the name of the game if you can add plus one of those on a daily or weekly or monthly basis you're doing good prep work yeah good luck um adam merry christmas matt and blonde been watching you since the jacqueline hart patreon thing did you know she's at google now no well that's very appropriate hi jacqueline maybe you uh have the power to delete this stream right now for all i know thank you adam no i had no idea that's news to me what year was that Thank you for supporting the show. That is, um, I am not going to be niggardly. The Jacqueline Hart episode was, uh, it was late 2018. So we're at four years. That was four years ago that, that, that of course, Sargon said the N word got banned on Patreon. Patreon called me and said, please let's have a private call to discuss how committed Patreon is to creators. Just don't record it. And I, I didn't, Sure. I didn't, I only transcribed it. (laughs) <laughs> and the rest is history and um and thanks for tuning in since then and seri- and and thanks for making the show a success since then. I know we talked about it at the time, but just to remind everyone, um it was actually very scary. I mean, at the time to yeah. leave Patreon and say, "Okay, we've spent a couple of years building what we have, which is a sustainable way to keep this show running and my channel running and to to make the move to delete that on the bet that the audience was going to follow us somewhere else into something more independent. And indeed they did. Uh, That's that, that was a scary point. You know, scary is a relative term. I'm not saying it was like, I was afraid for my life or something. It's just, you know, in in terms of changing a job or taking a risk in pursuit of something better, that kind of scary. scary. And so I just appreciate number one, everybody um, supporting that particular piece of work, which I fully acknowledge was somewhat ethically questionable Mm -hmm. to tell them that I was not going to record and then not record it. It wasn't but, illegal. But release those information, release that information to the uh, to the public, because as far as I was concerned, they stabbed us all in the back. I'm not going yeah. st- to you guys are going to give me in, you're going to give me information and expect me as a Patreon, both a, a person who earns money on the platform, but also supports people. I supported Sargon at the time and they just deleted my support for him without saying yep, anything. Without you saying expect anything. So you think I'm on your team and not the team of the people who support my show and I'm not on the team of the guy I supported. Why in -hmm. what world would you think I'm covering for you? But they did. And I know that it was just an interesting point for me. It's like, you're going to have to bend the rules a little bit. And if, I mean, it was a lie. Like what I told them was a lie. I'm, and yeah but, I had but it to. was the right decision it was it was uh in the interest of the public right it was a self it was a lie in self-defense they lied to all of us <laughs> yeah i just revenge lied all right that was it <laughs> um but but and and i i think about that still it's like was that the right thing to do well these are people who are telling us they're concealing information from us even though they expect us to pay all of them i'm supposed to cover for that why we're the ones who prop them up why why should we engage in their game? They need us, not the other way around. And you guys have helped prove that we don't need them. I haven't needed Patreon for four years since don't. It, it, the only mistake was ever getting on Patreon in the first place. So thanks for making that a reality. I, I really do appreciate it years later. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. Um, I guess I was on Patreon for a while after that happened. You were only banned. banned like a year ago or what, like within this year, was, wasn't it? It was, it was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. Um, Daniel Yeager, I propose it be called the Michael Robinson Happy Trail. (laughs) I also propose uh, Kill Rob Bailey Landon Ammo be our new national anthem. Ah, okay. 
I don't know but, that song, but I'll have to check it out. I suppose we might need watch. a new one at some point here. We might, yeah. The fourth watch, Bee Highway is planting long rows of flowering plants. Oh, ah. is that what that is? It's to attract the bees to the highway? <laughs> but isn't it dangerous Maybe. for the bees? Aren't they going to yeah. get caught up in the traffic? Maybe. I don't know. Oh. Well, it's very important matters shake. for the federal government to solve, clearly. Bill is wishing you and yours and your family happy, uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Can I read? It's about that time. Thank Merry you Christmas, Bill Biz. Um, OT Ridge Runner. The Omnibus Bill also has funds for the ATF to set up a firearms registration system, which is illegal. What? I'm sure there are. Uh, I do know the ATF got something like a 15% budget increase through this. Um, as far as what their specific abilities or programs are going to be, I don't know, but I, I would not be shocked to learn that. Um, just, we, we've learned that the ATF has a lot of uh, shady record keeping operations already. You're right. Um, uh, uh, Ridge Runner's right that uh, as a matter of federal law, they're prohibited from just keeping a database of of gun owners. When you buy a gun at a dealer, they're required to keep a record of that transaction. But mm -hmm. the ATF only gets that information. Strictly speaking, if they go, if a crime is committed and they go to that dealer to request that record, they're not right. allowed to have all the records. Right, right. But, um, you know, not allowed by law and what the ATF does. I mean, those things... Uh, those uh, come into conflict quite frequently. In fact, you might say the entire organization is built upon that premise. Um, yeah, really. But, um, if you have more information on it, Ridge Runner, send it my way because I'd be curious to know. This thing is such a pile of nonsense as usual that it's, it is practically impossible to see everything that's in it. And I'd like to know more about that. Um, this is from Ryan. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry bang, kill, blonde. Vladimir Putin, Chevy Chase, Macaulay Culkin. Is it Chevy Chase in the 70s? Let's say yes for this purpose. Prime Chevy Chase. Well, okay, the thing about this is that you get to bang the person you marry, too. Is that part of the rule? Well, yeah. You're not oh, it's a not celibate? Marriage, right. Right? Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'd marry Putin, I'd bang 70s Chevy Chase, and I'd kill Macaulay Culkin. Sorry. I, that's how I would predict you would answer that question. Matt, Lizzo, Greta Thunberg, or Riley Reed? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> because she's underage you have to kill Greta I, I suppose that's that's a that's a fair consideration is she still underage are we talking no actually I don't think so I think she's 18 now right she's uh aren't she and David Hogg gonna get together sometime soon all right let's assume that uh Greta Thunberg is rightfully uh she has to be killed that's the moral thing in this case is to kill her so that leaves Lizzo and Riley Reed. uh so that's that's Lizzo and a porn star yeah Ugh. Um okay, you gotta you gotta bang the porn star and then marry Lizzo. I bet I bet Lizzo <laughs> like cooks some mean soul food. Look how and she Lizzo is. probably has more money than than the porn star, right? I'm guessing. Yeah. So this I'll take Lizzo's hot though. I'll take Lizzo's wealth for long term. Yeah, but it's like okay, yeah. even uh even if this porn star is attractive, um that is uh that is well traveled territory, you know. Yeah, and you have to kill Greta Thunberg like for the good of the world. So I'm really being charitable about it. Yeah, you are. You're you're a good man. Uh, Ryan says vanquish for V. We, <laughs> I figured it out. Uh, Joel Dawson, blonde. If you have an interest in collecting body parts and you're open to animals, search Pony Jar. We sell equine veterinary specimens, and you don't even have to be a vet to order. What? I I am interested in all specimens. All specimens. Thank you. Even I got to reload. What what's pony jar though? 
I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. I'll continue. Uh, thank <gasps> you. Uh, Ew. No. They got me. It's actually a baby pony in a jar of jizz. What? It's not a real pony. Like a My Little Pony. Okay. Ew. All right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to look that up. I'll take your word for it. Logan Orr, I always have to be careful with. Oh, man. <laughs> I love our audience. This is so gross. Is this a 4chan thing? Uh, if we... <laughs> Logan, you're, you're always bringing the Susan bait, man. I don't even know how to navigate this one. Uh, <laughs> Logan just wants a uniquely Christian Christmas miracle. He would like not to have other faiths uh, compromise <laughs> the Christianity involved. I would have rather read that than Google Pony. Merry jar. Christmas. Look into the Christmas. I, 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 I'm afraid to look up this one. What's the Christmas miracle of 1914? What am I even saying? Um, late on Christmas Eve, 1914, men of the British Expeditionary Force heard German troops in the trenches opposite them singing carols and patriotic songs and saw lanterns and small fir trees among their trenches. They had a truce, right? Messages began to be shouted between the trenches so they must they must have had some sort of a jovial christmas exchange it's yeah it's also called the christmas truce mm. according to the wikipedia page and they have a picture that it says members from both sides the british and the germans exchange a cheerful conversation yeah apparently some sort of christmas goodwill was realized broom bar merry christmas everyone from detroit Four moa all the way keep the faith well, Merry Christmas to you and keep the faith. Uh, indeed, thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Phil says, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Wishing y'all a wonderful white Christmas. Well, <laughs> thank you, Phil. Uh, appreciate uh, your thoughts and your support for the show. As I am always. not going to be niggardly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, all the best to you and your family on Christmas. And we'll catch you in the new year, I'm sure. Uh, Bridgeburner says, Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for another year of great content and for being my favorite weekly live streaming duo. Well, that is high praise. Thanks for keeping us in the business. I appreciate that very much. I need to refresh if you're prepared to take over. Robin D. Banks. Nah, this isn't Robin. It's Zelensky. Matt, you making money, money from Super Chat. Please give to our cause. It's Christmas, no? Talk to my accountant, Sam McMahon-Fried. It's only right. Must defeat Hitler. We'll send that right your Merry Christmas, uh, Robin. I almost said Ryan. How, why would I disgrace Robin? There were, there were other Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Danny from Montana. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to the both of you, your families and the community on the topic of the Ruskies. My uncle told me it's America's job to stop Putin because he is the big bad and thinks the money is worth it. Cheers and hail victory. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I still am wondering like why people think Putin is so bad. I've never heard a really, well, good he does. A, he does. I don't want to overstate my expertise in Russian affairs because I, I don't have that. But my understanding from a layman perspective is he does a lot of similar uh, authoritarian things as in cracking down on people's speech rights, murdering journalists, um, harsh treatment of his political adversaries, that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I'm not going to to the extent that that's true. I'm not going to engage in fanship of that. But I also don't think that we are somehow fighting for a system or values that are drastically different when we hand over money to Ukraine. I think that there are a lot of similar problems that exist there. Yeah. I mean, don't you just see Savannah Guthrie's face though? And you understand. 
Well, Savannah's own child tried to claw her eye out. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I issue issue issue. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your families. Just remember that the reason for the season is Christ, not some guy in a red suit or sweatpants. It's uh, the child that many Christians believe, or all Christians believe, <laughs> to be the Son of God. That's the reason. Thank mm-hmm. you. Chris the Trucker, I hope to super chat more so I don't feel like such a mooch or at least become a monthly supporter. I usually enjoy my favorite YouTube podcast too on Spotify. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all in your families. No one that listens to this podcast is mooching anything. Well, and thank you uh, so much. Thank you for making us a part of your cross country journeys. I know we have a lot of people who listen who are truckers because you got a lot of time to listen to a lot of stuff. So thank you for making us um, a part of that. But in addition, thank you for moving all the stuff that we all need moved, man. Um, it, it's just crazy how the shortages of things that still exist. Like yeah. we're um, <laughs> we're making our Christmas arrangements, and um, we got to try to find eggs tomorrow morning because, like, my mom can't find eggs. They 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 don't have eggs to buy in that oh, town. No. You know, so it's like that sort of stuff, like basic things that used to be so easy. Oh, Hey, I'll swing by the store and pick up some eggs so we can all make breakfast. Okay. It's going to take me stopping by like three or four places. And then when I get there, they're going to tell you, you can only buy this amount or, you know, all sorts of other restrictions. It's, it's truly insane. And the thing to remember, obviously all of these products depend on the people producing them, but they also depend on the people moving them. Every single thing that you just think is there at the grocery store automatically that was moved by, not only the person who made it, but the person who brought it from point A to point B. Yep. And uh, and that's a lot of truckers. And we we owe them our gratitude. But we also, for our in our own interest, we got to make sure that we have all the fuel and all the infrastructure and all the resources necessary to move these products. We've sort of forgotten about that, too. Um, Ovid, or am I missing somebody? Oh, incompetent hands. Trump told everyone to drink their Ovaltine while DeSantis announced a COVID amnesty party. A big bird costume theme. JK voting is like having a huge lead when Matt Ryan is your QB. I don't know. Indeed. Um, Matt, Matt Ryan is the quarterback of the Colts. And I mentioned the Vikings had the biggest comeback in NFL history because I can't quit the NFL. And of course I saw it happen. Um, okay. But yeah, no, no matter how big, no matter how confident you are, if Matt Ryan is your quarterback, you're going to lose. That's what he's likening to voting. Matt Ryan also blew a 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl. What was that? Four or five years ago? He's in Massive the Super Bowl. I bet he blows a lot or something. <laughs> uh, there was like, a great, um, there was a great photo from that Vikings Colts game that I, I forgot. I should send you. It's one of the Vikings defensive players trying to, uh, trying to sack Matt Ryan as in tackle the quarterback. And he has a Biden style full on grab of the cheek with like a finger in the butt crack. And I thought, I have no defense against this. This is yeah. absolutely gay. What can I even say? Yeah. Why not, I can at least put it up on the screen um, if people missed it while you continue. Um, Ovid, Merry Christmas. Happy to see you two still going strong year after year. Cheers to you both and to your families. Yes. Every year I get a little teary eyed thinking about how long we've been doing this. We've been doing this longer uh, than any job I've ever had. Yeah. I think that's the case for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for being a part of that, Ovid. I know you've been around for a long time. And uh, last we we heard from you in like a caller. I know that there was a, a wedding in the works, right? I know that, that that's the plan that was going on, but I don't know. Did the wedding 
was the wedding achieved? What's the latest? Uh, feel free to send me uh, an, uh, an email yeah. and let me know Thank what's you. going on. All the best to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Thanks for, uh, thanks for making the show a success. Appreciate it. I do have, um, do you want to link to this photo? Yes. Can I, let's see, I'll drop it in our Skype chat. Okay. And I will Skype. put it up on the screen here. And you tell me when you have that ready. Uh, I can continue reading here. Stars and Stripes yeah, says, smash that like button. Well, thank you for helping us try to comply with Susan's algorithm. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in and supporting. Injured Guardian says, Matt, to answer your question, the store is my small business. We have yet to identify the arsonist and we may not be able to. I'm thoroughly upset. Well, that is, uh, I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear it. I hope you get that uh, sorted out or at bare minimum that, that there's an insurance policy that can cover something like that. But yeah. thank you for uh, for supporting the show. And um, listen, if there's something that we can do to help you out, go ahead and send me an email. I know that uh, where there is uh, unfortunate um, de- <gasps> unfortunate events like that in the audience, uh, we might be able to help you out with, with something. So send Dude, an email my way. Blonde is reacting to the ass grab. It's right way. where his butthole is. That his is a index finger, finger in the butthole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Uh, Ryan Hancock says, Matt, looking for a hit piece tonight, baby. Let's go. Well, I suppose there was a lot of pro-Putin propaganda or pro-Putin <laughs> apologism or something. That's not enough. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to have to get more spicy. Read Logan's chats like he says. Stars and Stripes, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to you as well. All right. I can take this off the screen, right? You've seen enough of that. Yeah. Chris the Trucker, Blonde and I once made ugly Christmas sweaters. We used the blood of our enemies of the Republicans dye and knitted in the colorful hair of the groomer gang to spell Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> but I, like I haven't it. been able to show mine. I know I've showed it in years past, but I forgot during the Home Alone thing. It's a Home Alone reference on my screen. All right. Yeah. You're Buzz cool. your girlfriend, Woof. Um, Great moment. Ishmael Rivera, totally late, I know. He used my alma mater. Everyone in Waco was invited to Britney's homecoming. Sadly, I, like many others, contracted both regular and the poof-koof. Oh, man. And I couldn't make it. Ah. Well, I hope you recover and better luck on uh, the next Brittany Griner event, which I'm sure you will happily attend. Of course. Scott Allen, uh, Z looked like he manages a gentleman, gentleman's club. Um, <laughs> what gets me are the comparisons to Churchill. Like, tell me you want to blow the Z without telling me. Yeah, there were a lot of those. Some were incidental because people invoked Churchill to defend Zelensky's attire choice, as in Churchill once came to the U.S. wearing similar military fatigues. You think that's silly? So that's part of it. And then the other part of it was just comparing him to Churchill in terms of wartime leadership. And uh, what, I suppose it's bad an, at it. It's a step or an inference. But to me, that you're 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 glorifying this leadership in the context of World War Two. Why is it, is it just to appreciate his leadership and that's it? Or do you want the same sort of world war conflict? That's a cynical way to interpret it. But whenever these Maybe. world war references are made, it's like you want world war. Is that, is that well, where they, we're they were also doing that with the civil war, like likening January 6th to the civil war. It's so yeah. preposterous. Hmm. Um, Ryan Hancock, I was present on January 6th with my 50-year-old mom. I'll personally testify. If they try try and charge him with insurrection, there was no organized effort to accomplish anything. Of course there wasn't. I mean, this whole thing is just... They got it in narrative. Fed, there, fed, huh? fed, 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 fed. B.E. Smith, have you Thanks, guys ever man. heard Caroline Ellison talk? Let's just say she has her a face for radio and a voice for print. <laughs> I've never heard her talk, but when I heard Sam Bangman Free talk for the first time, I was like, what? 
Uh, I can imagine. I'm not going to look up any clips. I don't need to know. It's probably exactly what I what I hear in my mind. Kim says, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for being around. We, we, we appreciate you. Um, Ryan Hancock says, Octoroon. Oh, that's right. I said Octoroon. Right. That's why. He said the N-word. Uh, Nicholas H. I spray painted the pool. I don't take it back. You have to take it back because it's clearly not true. <laughs> A lot of confessions tonight. We got January 6th attendees. We got, uh, we got people confessing to their supposed hoax hate crime, but actually real hate crime graffiti yeah really thank you nicholas um it actually just said cracker lover oh and that's that was it was the way. other way oh okay. yeah it was yeah. um mojack 420 this is for you blonde world swastika rehabilitation day june 29th oh is that a thing now <laughs> thank you ah. it is now das pooch merry christmas faggots watch medicare's recent murdoch murdoch stream forgot how hilarious they are i hope they come back blonde why no murdoch chan for halloween she's just an animated version of you um that is just the that just the best compliment you could ever get i don't know who that is i know what murdoch murdoch is or at least i've seen murdoch chan is like the main female character like the cynical okay. black pilled female character um armor doge and then i gotta reload you guys are getting trolled with this movie list i know right um um i i don't i'm pretty sure this one is is legit and serious it's vetted, but you're welcome to reject it. I can say, I don't know anything about the movies on the list, but you're, yeah. If none of them, um, suit your fancy, you can vote for a random one instead, a yeah. random top rated one. Of course. Uh, um, am I, am I up? You want yeah, me to go? Sorry, Ralph, I Ado- uh, Ralph Ador, Raphael Salvador, Matt and I once made love. I sniffed some frankincense and used some myrrh for smoother love. And here's some gold and have some Merry Xmas and happy new year. Well, I don't know what kind of, um, foreign currency this is, but, uh, I appreciate this. <laughs> I guess what I just have to say to you is, are you gay? Buddy with an H says great year for the show. Looking forward to blondes black pill of the year in 2023. If you're a non-believer, something to think about Santa Claus is real. It's just that nobody is good enough to get presents. Well, that I could believe. <laughs> Thunderstorm. Thank you, buddy. Merry Christmas. Thunderstorm says, Matt, you just got to become a right wing Valkyrie to get the lefty hit piece. P.S. Blade Runner scene. You look like a good Joe is chilling to me, but three hours. So is this a scene in the new one or I don't know. Was the first is the first one that long? I can't remember. I don't, I don't think, think it was so. three, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. That's part of my holiday schedule now is Blade Runner 2049. Xander says, uh, so, Matt, what rating would you give Home Alone one? Do you think the second one is better? I'd have to rewatch it. I haven't seen the first one in probably 10 years, maybe longer. Of course, I have a positive memory of it, but I wouldn't be able to say right now which one is better because I don't remember all the specifics of the first one off the top of my head. Um, but I, I, I'm guessing that I would give it at least a four if I were to review it now. It's probably teetering on a five as well. Slosher says, Merry Christmas. Missed the first part of the show. Did you hear about the Twitter files? The FBI said they were one of the more difficult tech giants to work with. Explains 242K. Yeah, it might. That partic- We haven't talked about the latest round of the Twitter files, which is the FBI and the, yeah. the extent of their involvement over at Twitter, which, of course, is very significant. No surprise to me. Um, and there was, there was money exchanged to cover administrative costs and all this. That particular piece, though, I did not see that detail that they said Twitter was... One of the easier ones. Okay. 
yeah, I mean, right. who knows what goes on in Susan world, but uh, that's the world in which we operate for the time being. Thank you, Slosher. Esoterica Unbound says, Merry Christmas from just south of the Mason-Dixon, where it's a balmy three degrees Fahrenheit with windchill, uh, or the windchill rather is minus 11. I Oof. hope it is not bad by the Rocky Mountain. Uh, I suppose it's not bad, rather, by Rocky Mountain standards. But for an old man, it is MFing cold. Have a joyous time with those cold, toddlers. Yeah. Well, thank you and all the best with the cold. And you might be surprised. Um, I wouldn't say that it's a warm climate here, but I uh, you've lived in the Midwest, too. I don't know what Missouri is like, but I can tell you that, like, in the Mountain West, at least in my experience, it does get cold. It does get snowy. But Midwestern cold is is the real cold cold. No, this is the coldest temperature I've ever hmm. been in. Yeah. This this particular episode might be. The, I don't know that I've ever experienced minus 30, minus 40 air temp. Um, but makes you feel alive, though, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, although I mean, I I had to go shovel the driveway, and it normally I don't have a big driveway, so it takes me like twenty minutes to do tops if it snows like five six inches, which it did. I had like mid weight gloves on, you know, like what you would think of like a typical work glove, not super heavy, but I'm not wearing oh, no. plastic no. gloves or something like that. I lasted about five minutes before my hands started to get painful, and I don't mean yeah. like, oh, I'm a little cold, I'm uncomfortable. I mean like my like hands you can't hurt. Do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I had to go back inside and get really thick gloves. That's the kind of cold that we're dealing with where exposure is not just uncomfortable, but legitimately dangerous. Even if you're just right. outside of your house doing, I'd rather some... be in this temperature though than 95 degrees. I don't know. I mean, normally I prefer cold to warm, but this sort of cold is legitimately crippling. Like you can't even I kind of like it. it. Although I am so paranoid about MLN getting out that I've just yeah. like, been locking all the <laughs> on tours before we go to sleep and everything. And yeah. I, so far, uh, so far young Calvin does not really complain about cold. He manages cold pretty well. So I suppose the, uh, the Nordic blood, uh, flows through him and he is not bothered. Yeah, we'll <laughs> and the today lasts. said, I'm so freezing mom. <laughs> Disturbed 2k7 says, uh, Mary bang killed Jesus Buddha. You can't do this. Jesus Buddha or Muhammad praise be upon him. God bless you guys. Matt looking festive blonde looking fab as always. Well, thank you. I mean, I guess, uh, Too sacrilege don't Nope. Uh, we're just, uh, we're going to pass. Yeah. Well, well we if kill I say, Muhammad. okay, fine. Well, how about I draw Muhammad instead? Titanic. Style. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll do it. I, I suppose, um, I, I suppose. Come on. Disturbed. I can't. What? Okay. I'm, I'm going to marry Jesus. All right. <laughs> of course. Um, and I'm going to like Buddha, Buddha's cushy. All right. Uh, mm -hmm. Muhammad. I'm going to, I'm going to draw him. I'm going to get him, give him a fate worse than death. I'm going to draw a picture of him. That's what I'm going to do. Jason takes, uh, did you want to take a stab at that? Or are you going to pass? Um, well, B Buddha does have more cushion for the pushing. All right. Right. Okay. Kill Muhammad. Mary Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jason. It's that time of night. Jason takes kissy face emoji. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we love you. You're very special as well. Uh, Jay says Merry Christmas. We love you. You're very special. Uh, oh, and, and to to Jay as well. Thanks for your support for the show. My Thank goodness. you so much. We love Appreciate you. It. You're very special. And I think uh, we're all caught up on my end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we are all set. Uh, anything else before we call it a year of streams? No, I'm sorry about the audio issues. We're going to try to square this away before we see you guys in nine days. That That's right? right. A little bit of extra time off. Plenty of time to watch Blade Runner 2049. Oh, wait. What, what am I doing? 
I prepped a special Christmas outro. Stupid me. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, not only tonight and making it a successful Christmas stream. Thanks for your chats and your super chats and all your other methods of supporting the show. But thank you for making it a great year of streams, despite the forces of Susan and the rest of them. I'm sure would rather we didn't or would at least like to use us to the extent we're useful to them without giving us the full benefits of uh, their services. Anyway, appreciate all you do for the show and making it a successful product all year long. If you need more to listen to uh, during your holiday travels, of course, head on over to the podcast page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. Extra audio material there. Anything else show related, mattchristensenmedia.com is where you find it. We'll be back not Sunday, but the Sunday after January 1st, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.